Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with another episode of the Chick Foley Show. That's right. It's not open mic. It's not the Pod Warriors. We got the star of the show herself, Sheena, with us tonight. Uh, real quick, want to point out, it's actually the two-year anniversary of us using Rebel Heart for the theme song for this show. So kind of perfect timing with Johnny Gargano bringing it back uh, this week on Raw. But uh, let's get right into it. Sheena, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's funny. I, I hadn't even realized that that it was the two year anniversary of uh, Rebel Heart being the theme song for the for the show. So very timely, very timely. And it feels good to be back. I was on open mic, so I, I feel and like you were on Pod Warriors, and I was on Pod Warriors. So still, you, it's I, nothing it, like the original Chick Foley. Exactly. Show. You know, uh, Marco and Jordan were blowing me up this week, saying, "You know, hey, when are we doing the Chick Foley show?" I'm like, "I've been I've been potting every week." You know, we, uh, Sheena's been on you know every show in the Chick Foley feed this this month so yeah fi- the fellows have definitely been carrying the weight but it's glad to have the uh the leader of the pack back here with us for an episode well, thank you. this Feels is gonna good. be your uh, your standard chick foley show even the last one we did was kind of a special episode you know we had trey aka oh, yeah. my damn toys with us going that through does feel the, like a uh, long time ago going through all the san diego comic-con reveals and we um you know we had a whole format planned out but we realized like we spent like an hour on the first couple sets of figure reveals so we just we modified yeah. it with figures only and speaking of trey i want to go ahead and wish him a little bit of congratulations they just had welcomed their second child uh, a little girl so we want to say you know my damn toys congrats mm-hmm. dude nothing like uh adding adding to the faction hell yeah uh, it is going to be your normal Chick Fil A show tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about all the madness on AEW last night, the current state of WWE, a month into Triple H's reign, uh, some figure talk, and we have the classic "Keeping It Tranquilo" segment. Plus, Gina, tell them about the new segment we're going to debut during Q and A. So we're going to do a little bit of uh, listener mail and life advice. So it's going to be kind of like ask, ask chick, uh, you know, or what was it? What did, what did the old uh, in the newspaper? It was called like ask Annie or something like, like that. Dear Annie. Dear, Annie. Yeah, yeah. Dear, yeah. Dear Annie, I think is what it was called. So it's kind of like that, you know, we're just on open mic. We, I kind of got a little bit inspired because I got such good feedback from people, um, you know, talking about how they felt, they felt good and had all the warm and fuzzies after uh, my, my open mic kind of motivational segment. So uh, we're going to try this out. And we had some of our Foley fam to kind of write in and ask for advice. So it should be fun. should be funny. We're going to keep it light. Uh, but yeah, we're excited to debut this new segment. Yeah, make sure to give us some feedback on it. You're going to have to listen to the end of the show to check it out. So let us know what you think and if it's something that we need to make a permanent addition to the uh, to the format. Uh, let me talk to the, the workhorses of the show now. You know, the guys helping me keep this thing going. Marco, what's up, man? How's life up in Massachusetts? Oh, going good, man. I just uh, just recorded another episode of uh, Open Mic, so just keeping that going, and you know, just it's just glad I'm just glad to have the band back together. That's all. It's it's, it's nothing like you know. Yeah, I do the raw down. Obviously, I got Open Mic, but this is this is home. So this is, this is the OGs. Yeah. The uh, the interview with Figure Kingdom got a ton of positive feedback, yeah, it man. Did. It was really good. That guy's got just a really crazy story. And congrats to him on getting that deal with Jazzwares. Yeah. Uh, give us a little tease, man. Who are you interviewing this weekend? So this week I have uh, Marie Shadows. Uh, she's on uh, Twitter. She gave all her handles. I think that's the same handle everywhere. So Twitch, uh, YouTube, all over the place. So she was a former employee of WWE. 
Uh, right now, Front she's <laughs> yep. So she's actually working right now with New Japan Pro Wrestling um, nice. as well. So uh, got to talk to her. It was a really great conversation. Um, if you, if you, I mean, if you listen to the last two episodes, you you pretty much know what you're getting into. So uh, we even we even uh, tease the AEW marks a little bit. So you'll you'll enjoy it if you're if you hate AEW. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely look look for that. Uh, most likely Sunday morning. That'll be hitting the feed. Uh, Jordan, what's new out in the Midwest? Man, there's nothing new here since uh, last time we recorded a major show. It's just fucking summer. Is it coming to an end? This shit sucks. But uh, football season is appro- approaching. This is a big week for Nebraska. Huskers play on Saturday. So, yeah, man, it, it, very exciting things here. Husk. Remember that, Jordan? He remembers. Seth just loves bringing up shit that happens to me where people are either fucking dumbasses and don't know how to say things, or people come up to me and ask me dumbass questions. It's just a fucking running uh, joke. I don't know why Jordan's in such a grumpy mood. We were in San Francisco. It was pretty early. The day before WrestleMania 31. It was when we were touring the Giant Stadium, which that was actually really cool. No, no, no. no. This was Alcatraz. Alcatraz, buddy. Okay, my bad. Sorry, it's all running together. Big deal. Anyways, we were doing touristy things in San Francisco, and Jordan was wearing a a, uh, windbreaker that said Huskers and like cursive. And this lady, I guess she was like a Washington fan. She was like, oh, is that say, are you a Huskies fan? And Jordan doesn't even reply. He just doesn't. I don't think he looks at her. He's looking at the opposite direction. He turns. So he's turned away from her. He turns his head to the side. This lady's behind him. And so he's like just looking off to the side. He says husk. Hold on, hold on, Jesus Christ! Hold on, she didn't think it was. She didn't think it was Washington Huskies. She thought it was Northern Illinois Huskies, which ah, because the end and because the colors are similar and whatever. I I get where she's coming from, but it was like nine a.m. It was fucking gloomy out. It was San Francisco. Drove like an hour into San Francisco, and you and I was and I was driving, so you already know, like you your your life had been threatened at least once or twice on the way there. I just wasn't in the mood for her dumbass antics at that point and i, I had just had enough of the day at 9 a.m i guess yeah that was a uh, classic <laughs> jordan moment that was seven years ago and it's still at least once a week like mm-hmm. if some if me or sheena have to correct somebody or correct one another on saying something we always end up dropping that in there yeah also. we always drop a huskers reference. Uh, sheena it's become like the most you know anticipated part of the uh the main show feed. Tell mm. us what's new on the farm since uh, last month. When we what's talk. new on Foley Farms? Well, it's it's been a little while. We did add we added three goats to the farm, so we got three little Nigerian dwarf goats. We got two little does, which are female goats, and one little uh, a, a little guy. He's he's a weather. He's castrated, so he's not gonna you know <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, but uh, you know you don't want to buck on your farm unless you're you know ready ready to breed. My my girls are still pretty young, so right now they're pretty much just just pets uh but next summer we will be breeding them and having little kids and what you did know, you name the goats so uh we we threw around some different names and ended up on one of my son's favorite the cast of one of my son's favorite movies uh lilo and stitch so we got lilo stitch and nani i really wanted to name them like some little old people names i wanted like you know lois and like floyd. harold and floyd or hank or so yeah something like little old people names and um uh, 
yeah, the kids were they were not interested in that. They wanted some some fun names, so what I ended up letting the kids. Name at first, like Bingo. Charlie and Bingo. Yeah, Char- Charlie like, wasn't a bad. Like, Charlie like wasn't bad. Names. But Bingo, cool. I just I was like, I'm not going to be yelling up Bingo like in the yard. So and you got uh, two new chickens. I got two time. new chickens. I got a little Silky and a little Frizzle. We got Lucy and May May. So we're adding. We're you know got all kinds of stuff. The garden's popping off. I'm really debating on whether I'm going to go ahead and plant a fall garden or not. So yeah, it's. It's a lot of stuff to keep up with, but it's, I, I love it, dude. It's, it's literally like the most peaceful, calm part of my day is getting I, the animals I out. I tried to get Jordan to come back out for this epic weekend of wrestling we got coming up over uh, Labor Day, but he wouldn't do it. He said he knew he'd be, his ass would be working too hard if he was here. Hey, oh, I know. Hey. We're, we're in the, we're in the process of getting, uh, you know, rabbits for the farm. So we, we'll be moving a rabbit hutch in and it's a pretty heavy mofo. So we'll definitely invite you over for that, Jordan. Oh, great. I have it here in my show notes that I'm supposed to ask Sheena a question about uh, farm life. So I'm supposed to ask Sheena about the tour she took in the backyard while Seth was mowing in the backyard shirtless. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So, okay. So we're just, it was a Saturday. We're just out doing like, you know, just hanging out the house, super chill Saturday. Seth's doing some yard work, you know, true, true dad style. Um, I'm out there helping him. The kids are running around and whatnot. Our neighbors were having like all their family over. I mean, it was like, like 10 people. revival, man. Yeah. Like over there. Right. And I happened to just like go to the garage to get something. And the, the woman of the house, you know, I, I know them, I pet sit for them. They're really nice people. She comes over and she's like, Hey, Sheena. And I mean, I'm looking like a hot, sweaty troll myself. And I'm just like, Oh, Hey, you know, she's got her whole family over there. And, uh, she's like, do you mind if we come over and let my niece and nephew see the goats? I was like, no, that's fine. Totally cool. No big deal. So I, I thought I'm in the backyard headphones on this is all completely i'm oblivious to this <laughs> yeah kind of and you know seth, seth's the, the the president of the anti-social social club you know what i mean uh it's just you know he doesn't like to be bombarded i gotta, uh, be unexp- the, I gotta get my mind right if i'm gonna be socializing and, and entertaining and stuff right so and i like to look presentable also yeah very true <laughs> um and he doesn't like strangers he likes who he likes like if he knows you and likes you cool but yeah if it's just like you know some strangers randos yeah small talk is not is not seth's forte Anyway, so I just thought it was going to be the wife and the, the little nieces, right? Come Hell over. No. Hell no. Yeah. The whole freaking party rolls over into like my backyard. Deep, yeah. Like a dozen deep. I'm thinking that I see Sheena come around the corner smiling. Next thing I come around. Being invaded. Yeah. Seth turns, <laughs> Seth turns around and looks at me and I'm giving him the smile like, holy shit. I didn't realize this whole, this whole family was going to like follow me to the back of I'm the. I'm pushing my Ryobi mower shirtless in my teal. Chalk line shorts. And a pair of white hook boots. Looking ridiculous. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at <laughs> And some guy comes up and like shakes Seth's hand with no shirt on. <laughs> Pop the top <laughs> off for a Saturday afternoon mo. <laughs> yeah, and Seth doesn't even, you know, the gas shakes Seth's hand. Seth doesn't even really say anything. He just like kind of leaves, leaves the middle of the yard and walks off. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I'm still like, you know, sharing all the go. And everybody I was the fine. mower where it laid, dude. I didn't push yeah. off the series. I literally took my hands off like the safety catch on the mower, let it die, and I just walked to the back porch. <laughs> Wow. Oh, it was so it was so awkward and so funny all at the same time. I mean, like I said, the people were super nice. Like they were cool. And I mean, I got to show them everything and they loved the goats and you know our our whole little backyard 
uh, farm set up and everything. If I had a shirt on and like some neutral shorts, it probably would have been as bad. But like I said, I'm shirtless <laughs> with the teal and yellow razor remote. And Seth, so and he's shirtless, and Seth has a pretty wicked uh, farmer's tan going on right now. So it's like you know, from from mowing and just being outside in his regular t-shirt. So that's why he, you know he took the shirt off to try to even everything out. So he's got this wicked farmer's tan and his razor remote shorts. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, you had like a a tank top on, and the guy got closer to you, and he's like, oh. Shit. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Thomas Harry. My man's yeah. got the tarp off on a Saturday afternoon. Like <laughs> I can appreciate it, man. I mow without the tarp on every day. Like every time I mow, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't care if anybody's looking. People drive by yeah. wave at me. I'm like, hey, whatever. Yeah, in VA, it wasn't that bad, man. But it just, dude, it's so freaking hot in Tennessee, man. Like, it, it, even without the shirt on, you're still dying from the heat, dude. Yeah, so, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go minimal clothing for mowing down here in the south. Uh, I think we've probably chased off all but our hardest of the hardcore <laughs> audience that just really loves us. But hopefully you guys still are here, a little we bit uh, entertained by these hijinks. Uh, let's let's get the plugs out of the way and let's talk some wrestling. Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. You can go to chickfoley.com and find all of our links to everything that we got going on over there. You can, yeah, you can get multiple paths to the podcast, get to the Patreon to join our awesome Facebook group, which is as lit as ever. And you can get to the Chick Foley store to get your merch in. That's a good thing. Yeah. If you want to, if you ever want to just refer us to a friend or something, just tell them to go chickfoley.com because they can get to the podcast either by uh, via Apple or Spotify, you know, whatever their, whatever their flavor is. Um, and that's just a great way to, uh, to introduce somebody to the, the wonderful world of Chick Foley. Uh, we want to remind you guys support the pod foundation. Always a lot, ton of good stuff going on with the extra cooler show, turnbuckle tavern and coming down the aisle, uh, turnbuckle tavern in particular, they just launched the long balls. So we actually have a football podcast as a part of our, um, of our network of podcasts now we definitely got to get on that at some point because yeah. we do love us some football i told i told marco turnbuckle tavern is turning into the ringer light they're just oh, they're yeah. literally gonna be like you know <laughs> they, uh, they already have movies movies uh sports yeah, and they, they got pretty much every wrestling organization under the sun like, yeah. yeah those guys big big fans of, of what they're doing over there man they are the uh you know definitely the heavy hitters of the pod foundation as far as content creation goes I was also on the fig night with those guys this week. So you can find that on YouTube already and it should be dropping in podcast form tomorrow. So I had a good time with Tom and, uh, and Mike Belcaster and you can hear Marco every week on the raw down. We want to remind you guys use code chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles and use code PF 10 to save some money over at Chalkline. All right. Are you guys ready to talk some wrestling? Let's do it. Let's go. All right, let's start off with the fallout from last night. AEW Dynamite, one of the most hyped matches in the history of AEW. Uh, Mox and CM Punk going head-to-head for to unify the AEW championship. And it was over before it started. You know, Sheena had actually called it. She called it about a week earlier that, you know, we wanted to see CM Punk get squashed. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Sheena, what were some of your initial thoughts on, on the shocking turn of events last night? I mean, I just... I think you were you and I were watching it together, and I think you saw my face when the the count was over and the match ended. I, I mean, my mouth was just dropped open. I just couldn't believe that that was it. And I, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what did I miss?" Because I was kind of looking at my phone, looking up at the match, and then all of a sudden, it's over. And I, I mean, yeah, I was kind of half-assed paying attention too because bedtime because I just didn't expect it last night. Yeah, I was I was wasn't really expecting kinda, the end of the match to happen that quickly, so yeah, I was kind of like I was really kind of just getting settled in mm-hmm. and. 
I kind of, when Mox hit that first Death Rider, I kind of snapped too. And I'm thinking it was kind of just, we've seen that a lot in WWE style matches the last few years. Somebody hits a finisher within the first couple minutes just to kind of shake things up. Mm-hmm. But then I saw he got him up for attention. another one, hit another one. And it, shit, that was lights out, man. I, I was stunned. What, what were you thinking, Jordan, as this all went down? So, I mean, initially I, I thought something might be up with the fact that they were doing this on a weak build. Um, just seemed weird to do that with uh pay-per-view in two weeks. Um, but yeah, just like you guys, I didn't think it was going to go a full 60 minutes. I mean, me and Seth were texting while this was going on. And he- I was already calling time limit draw because the announcers made like four or five references there at the start about, you know, staying with it as long as it took and all this. And they could have easily bumped all the matches that had been announced to rampage. Um, so I was thinking we were going to get a 60 minute time limit draw and then some sort of gimmick on, uh, Next Sunday. They showed their hand a little bit, though, by saying, we still got more action for you tonight with Ricky Starks and then the trios match. I I didn't think it was going to go 60 minutes, but I damn sure didn't expect it to go three minutes. It's just... I don't, Under three minutes. I don't it's know, like Two man. minutes and 40 seconds or something. So, like, we're a year into the punk thing, and, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was just as excited as anyone for him to come back to wrestling. I get that Sheena and Seth aren't huge punk fans, but... Um, I was just as excited as anyone. I don't know, man. Him getting hurt, it just it put a whole damper on his title reign. Um, I texted Seth right after. Maybe he just wanted to get pinned in the ring. Maybe he really is legitimately still hurt. But uh, the more stuff that comes out, I don't think he's hurt. It's I don't know, man. So you, th- you think they're like punishing him for kind of going off the rails? I don't think so. I mean, dude, CM Punk, he's he's a yeah. grown ass man. I don't think you're punishing somebody. And from what we know of him. I can't see him being like, oh, you guys are going to punish me by making me lose the belt in five minutes. Yeah, I'll go do that. Like, that requires too much cooperation. I just yeah, think, true. I think we got some sort of weird booking. You know, Dave Meltzer came out today and said that the plan as of right now is still to do mocks and CM Punk at All Out. And, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a way you can make it entertaining, but it's just confusing. You know what I mean? And as mm-hmm. much as we love unpredictability in wrestling it still needs to kind of make sense man like that's when wrestling is kind of at its best when like mm-hmm. you kind of have the ex- you can generally know what to expect and then they kind of swerve you a little bit but when it just makes no logic whatsoever like why should cm punk get another shot we've never had like automatic rematches yeah. in aw that's not a yeah. thing yeah um i mean what do you think marco how do you see this thing playing out over the next week and a half i mean unless he's going to be healed in a week and a half i don't see how they would do another match and honestly, I don't want to see it again. There's like, they left like no, like for me anyway, no feeling to like even watch that again. He just yeah. he got, definitive. Exactly. He got squashed. <laughs> like what else is there to prove? And uh, I mean, if he is going to, you know, the other thing is if he's going to take liberty um, and, you know, like say if they did like, oh, you're going to lose. And he's like, hell no, I'm not going to lose. Is he going to try to take liberty against John Moxley in the ring? No. Yeah, I Mox mean, is pretty tough. Mox would probably just haul off on him if he tried to. Oh, I can't Imagine. I would like to point out we've seen what it looks like when CM Punk's in a shoot, and it didn't it doesn't look much different than it did last night when he got his ass dropped by Mox. <laughs> That's true. In yeah, a couple minutes. That's and, uh, true. Like you know the the whole like the whole backstage stuff and like everything that's going on with AEW and it's just it's it just you know there's this conversation that's like oh you know it, it could be a work all this backstage drama because you know it's it's you know it's building up to the pay per view. It's like nah. it's just coincidence. Well, no, anyway. I think there's always, even when there's, even when something's going on backstage, I mean, there's always a little, a little truth to whatever's happening. I mean, even if they make it a bigger deal and make it a storyline, like there's always a little oh, bit no, of underlying I mean. truth, I think. But yeah. I, yeah, there's, that's true. But the fact that they're, 
so I, I've heard some of the speculation that, like, yeah, Marco said, they're basically trying to, like, work everybody to to think, like, oh, is CM Punk getting punished? Or yeah. is, you know, there's some sort of tension backstage. And, dude, when you, feel, when you start to do stuff like that, you play into, like, some of the worst parts of, like, late era WCW, mm-hmm. and you're appealing to such a small, small portion of your audience it's, where yeah. the rest of us are just left confused. He's booking for the, uh, he's booking for the Twitterverse, dude. I, I feel like, too, <laughs> if CM Punk was actually being punished for backstage stuff, I'm not trying to rip the dude, but this dude has shown that he will take his ball and go home. I highly doubt. Will. I highly doubt he would have went to the ring and ate a three count in three minutes if Tony Khan was just like pissed at him about what happened. Yeah, the week. Didn't he say he was unhappy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, didn't he already like come out and kind of say he was like unhappy with AEW? There was like speculation that he was like yeah, saying, was. "Oh, I'm not no, happy." No, he's here. not. It's not that he's unhappy with AEW. He was unhappy with Hangman for some of the stuff that Hangman said. Supposedly. The, the big beef behind the scenes in AW, obviously, like Sheena said, there's probably at least a little bit of truth to this, but we don't know how much of it is. You know, Colt Cabana and CM Punk got a right. blood feud, right? Yep. The whole mm-hmm. CM Punk WWE lawsuit got started from an interview on Colt Cabana's podcast. Colt wanted to just drop everything, right, and just kind of let it, let it die out. CM Punk told Colt Cabana that, no, let's fight WWE on this. I'll pay your legal fees. And then when it got time to pay the bill, CM Punk stiffed him. And Colt Cabana's out, like, I think it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. He's out after this dude told him he was going to pay for it. Um, and they've never made up. They went from being best friends to basically, if they don't actively hate each other, there's at least just no relationship there. And, you know, a lot of people in AEW are tight with Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana, yeah. think, think about AEW. They were built off of indie wrestlers. Colt Cabana kind of laid out the blueprint to how to make a lot of money in the pro wrestling business while being an indie wrestler. He was the first guy with a wrestling podcast, the art of wrestling. That was before Conrad, before, you know, Jericho, before Steve Austin, before any of those guys, Colt Cabana had the art of wrestling started making money off that. He's been tied in closely with pro wrestling tees in Chicago. So guys like the young bucks, they, uh, you know, Kenny Omega, they've drawn so much inspiration from Colt over the years that he is like revered, backstage at AEW and so a lot of the AEW originals are tight with him and if you notice man Cole Cabana has been on TV less and less this last year he Mm -hmm. hardly ever shows up with Dark Order anymore Uh, they kind of got him just pigeonholed in Ring of Honor and the speculation is that's all because CM Punk CM Punk doesn't want to be reminded of this guy of how it all went down he wants Cole Cabana gone and uh, and but supposedly the this thing's coming to a head between Hangman and CM Punk, right? You know, Hangman's tight with the Dark Order and all those guys, and that's like the big crux of everything. That's why Hang- that's why CM Punk called out Hangman when he knew he wasn't there to, to come out and answer and make him look bad. Supposedly that was all off script, and that's where the beef is coming from. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know, man. It Just something about this is weird, and like I said, if Tony Khan really got pissed at CM Punk and said, hey, you're going out there and you're losing in three minutes, I, dude, I don't know, man. I just feel like CM Punk would have walked out at that point. I that's why I don't yeah, feel like definitely. there's something going on. Like well, I feel like there's more to, have to a change it. Of heart. Maybe he's trying to be like, you know what? I will like, you know, I I will play ball. You know, I'm not just going to yeah. take my ball and and go home. He's done it before. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think he would leave. Times. Everything we know about CM Punk, he's a pretty headstrong guy. What, regardless of what you think of him, he is very, you know, he's very dug in on his convictions. And for everything we've seen, he's been smart with his money. So it's not like I'm sure he likes the money he's getting paid by AEW, but I'm pretty sure he could walk away tomorrow and be just fine. Yeah. The, dude, um, the dude is smart. So say whatever you want about him. The dude is smart. He had wrestling fans chanting his name for 10 years for him to yeah. come back. Dude, the dude yeah. is smart. He knows what he's doing. He he knows when to play his hand and when not to. And 
don't know, man. I just, I feel like there's more to this. Like th- th- it makes you feel like uh, it, this is the end of it kind of, but I, I don't think it is. I think this is going to go for quite a yeah. while. Yeah. I just feel like it's confusing in a bad way, man. It's just bad yeah. booking. There's nothing to really anticipate. And like, like I said, we like to be surprised, but we don't like the surprises just coming out of thin air just because, you know, a surprise for surprise sake. And yeah, I just, I'm not seeing any, I'm, you know, I'm the king of kayfabe. I don't see any logical path. How after the way CM Punk lost last night with just selling that injury, like as if he like, you know, re-injured it a hundred percent. I don't know how you bounce back from that in a week and a half. Um, Let's put everybody in the spot right now. Sheena, who is Mox going to be fighting at All Out? Um, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> okay. Jordan, what do you think? Uh, he's going to wrestle CM Punk. Here's what I honestly think is going to happen. So the MJF rumors have been out there. Dude, I think they're about to turn Punk heel and join him up with MJF, man. I just, I, I feel like Ugh. they're going to do something to just completely turn I don't turn know the those two would jive together. Can the, you imagine? Like, I, those two are just too... Well, CM Punk's MJF's hero, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, but I mean, on screen, I just feel like there's just, they're two alphas yeah. and it's just not yeah, going it's, it's, to work. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's destined to go up in flames, but yeah, I, I see the same thing, Jordan. If I could do a little bit of fantasy booking... I think somehow, some convoluted way, they set up CM Punk and Mox next week. I think CM Punk comes out in the main event and says he can't compete, and he's hand-selected his replacement. He brings out MJF and helps MJF cheat to beat Mox and get the belt, man. I, I think MJF walks out with the strap. Oh, oh my gosh. Just so oh, we're wow. clear, me and Seth did not talk about this at all. Like, no, since last this night, one, this, yeah. we have not talked about wrestling at all since last night. Yeah, it's not it's not in the format. I don't know. Yeah, Y'all I were think, on the phone earlier. I think like, I don't yeah. I don't believe it. I, yeah. I think MJF is walking walking out with the championship somehow, some way. I think he leaves Chicago with the belt. Hmm. I don't. Uh, that would be interesting. That would be that would be you know. It seems like this this has got to end with a CM Punk heel turn. But I don't, if he's just by himself, I don't see him getting booed in Chicago. The pay per views in Chicago. I think he could go out there and murder somebody and that crowd is still going to cheer for him man so i think you'd have like a steve austin at wrestlemania 17 situation if you just tried to turn him heel by himself in front of that crowd i think he's got to get the somebody like mjf coming in to help him out i mean what do you think marco how, how do you see this playing out at, at all out man i don't even i don't even know if mjf comes back at all during that pay-per-view there's been no mention of him. Like I don't, exactly. obviously I know the thing is exactly. like yeah, you don't, you don't mention him and then he shows up, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But no, we're so conditioned to WWE where you literally get six months of like, oh, John Cena's coming back tomorrow, yeah, you know, on Monday Night Raw. I just don't like, see where he fits in that equation. I don't see I don't know, it's just he's he's as out of place as anybody in that scenario. It's literally just well, he between... doesn't really have it doesn't really have a place right now. No, exactly. So I mean That's you can I pretty mean. much insert him wherever you well, want. I think him and CM Punk got the history, you know, like he said, they he do. Was, CM Punk was his hero and stuff. They had the, the bloody feud and everything, man. Like which that ended up with Wardlow screwed over MJF. Was... So But why would he come back with, after Wardlow after that you know like see that's what I don't get. Like there's like it's for me I don't think MJF is in any equation whatsoever. I don't think you see him at all. If you didn't see him Wednesday during this thing where everyone thought he was coming back on Wednesday, I definitely don't think you see him at all out. If they mentioned his name, maybe between that time, I don't think you see. I don't Something big has got to happen at all out. I mean, this, this is like, you know, this is their one of their biggest you, pay-per-views of the year, dude. You would think, but right now, the way they're booking stuff, I'm not even, I'm not expecting anything crazy to happen. I think he's, for me, I think he's just booking to, like, try to compete with Triple H. That's what, that's what I think he, it's like, he's trying to scramble to do stuff to, like, try to compete and 
it's it's not working essentially. I think he's like very reactionary. It seems like a lot of these decisions that are you know happening. For being so away. all right, so it sounds like Marco and Sheena, you guys are both taking Mox to leave all out with the belt. Yeah, I mean, even I if he so. does wrestle, that's the other thing. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't wrestle, he'll be leaving with the belt. Jordan, <laughs> you're saying CM Punk leaves with the belt? Uh, uh, I'll I'll say this: Mox does not leave with the belt from All Out. Seth said I Seth said MJF. if Mox isn't wrestling, he's not buying All Out. No, I'll still be buying it because I love <laughs> Seth wrestling. Seth is so full I'm of gonna shit. Be pissed. Yeah. I know. So mm. I'm assuming I'm assuming they get announced something on Wednesday, like about his opponent on an All Out. Right? That's that would yeah, be like we'll the see. thing. So, yeah. So what what Uncle Dave said, you know, he did his standard, you know, his caveat to where nobody can really call him out. He said plans are going to be in flux all the way up until the start of the show. But as of now, the plan is to run it back with Mox so, and CM Punk. So Vince McMahon booking out. they're doing. They're doing the old Vince yeah, McMahon playbook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, get a, uh, let's go ahead and get our beverage break in before we switch over to WWE. All right, Sheena, get us kicked off. What are you sipping on tonight? So I'm sipping on Blackberry Ballad. Um, it's a Blackberry Lemonade Hopped Sour. It's, Those are really good. Yeah, it's a, it's an ale with lactose, blackberry, and Meyer lemon. It's really good. The can's got this like 80s motif, uh, you, you know, very neon, looks like an 80s, uh, you know, album cover. Um, do you know, oh, uh, Duclaw Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland. Back in the East Coast. Yep. So, yeah, Blackberry Ballad. Good Jordan, stuff. what are you sipping, man? I am sipping on a beer called Not at the Table, Carlos. It is a hazy IPA, and it is brewed out of Noon Whistle Brewing Company from Naperville, Illinois. How is it not out of uh, Las Vegas, man? It, it, it's a hangover-inspired beer, right? Yeah. Not at the table, Carlos. Not at the table, Carlos. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just I found it when I was in Chicago the last time, and finally getting around to drinking it. Nice, love a good hazy IPA, man. That's one thing down south, dude. Even the craft beer places, it's it's a lot tougher finding the the good hazy, juicy IPAs. Whereas on the East Coast in VA, you know, that's like every other beer is a, is a hazy IPA. Oh, yeah. uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? Um. Sipping on a uh, a new Amsterdam and Sprite concoction going on, so keeping it nice. keeping it light, keeping just drinking some vodka and some uh, some nice a little spritz of soda in there. And I'm a like lot of keep your fall body in check. Last like uh, last couple of times I drank, man, I actually busted the maker's mark out again. I just forgot how much harder liquor hits than, than <laughs> beer. Man. It, it really is a whole different ballgame. Oh yeah. And I am going with the standard Miller Lite right now. I got I got a whole variety pack here in the cooler, but Miller Lite's what I just popped the top on. You can never go wrong with that. And for a while, that was going to be the official beer of the Chick Foley show, but they still have not replied to us uh, trying to get that sponsorship. So they Miller left Lite, us in red. Yeah, you guys are missing out. All right, let's hear from the two bad chads, and then we will get into some WWE talk. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. 
All right, we are about a month into the reign of Triple H since uh, Vince McMahon got sent packing. Uh, you know, we were all fortunate enough to be in the uh, in the house for the first post Vince pay per view, which was one of the most well received SummerSlams in a long time. Uh, let's go around the horn, man. Jordan, how are you feeling about the first few weeks of the uh, the McMahon uh, Helmsley regime? So. I like it. I, I feel like WWE is definitely more watchable in the last month than it has been. Uh, I feel like a lot of that is due to the fact that you just you just don't know what's going to happen or who's going to come back. One thing I hope they don't do is I hope they don't just like we we talked about this in the Pod Foundation group. I hope they don't just lean on the the legend coming out for a cheap pop every Monday night, um, the hometown legend because. I don't know, man. That that's like something that they leaned on a lot back in the day, and I felt like it got old really fast. I mean, it, it's cool to have guys come back and stuff, but I don't know. I, I I love what they're doing. They're wrestling more. There's a lot less bullshit. It's it's a lot more wrestling, which I enjoy. Um, but I feel like they're gonna lean too much on the nostalgia stuff, and it'll get old eventually. See, I kind of dig the the legends coming out. You know, we had Trish, which was fun on Monday. We're gonna get Kurt Angle for the first time in a long time in Pittsburgh this next Monday. <laughs> I will admit that I was out of wrestling for most of, uh, you know, the guest host era. Is that what you were are referring to Jordan when you said they used to lean on it too much? Yeah. So, I mean, especially when they did like the anonymous general manager, obviously you guys weren't in at that point. So yeah, they do like a different GM of raw every week and stuff, right? Yeah, basically. And it'd usually be a legend from that town or like a celebrity from that town. And I just felt like they yeah. leaned on it too much. <clears throat> Yeah, it could be fun, especially if they mix it up with guys that we don't really see in the mix that often, you know. But, but yeah, I know what you mean. That, that can definitely wear out its welcome. Uh, Marco, you guys got to be loving life over on the Raw Down right now. I know for the longest time, weekly WWE content has been a bit of a chore, but it's been the best it's been in probably since I came back in the game back in 2014. Mm. Yeah, no, it's been uh, – we've been uh, walking on clouds over there on the Raw Down, just, uh, just enjoying life and enjoying um, Papa H – in all his splendor, you know, just put on put on banger after banger for. I mean, if you're not watching Raw, dude, like we like we we do this segment at the end of the show where it's you know who won the week, so we like choose between Raw and SmackDown. Before it was just like Raw, Raw every week, like there's no SmackDown just sucks. But now it's like yeah, we have to try to decide what show is better because SmackDown's been pretty amazing as well. Like if you're not watching either one of those shows, you're definitely missing out, especially like. Especially with the new, like with Sami Zayn and what's going on with uh with the with the bloodline, and you know if you guys missed it last week, he was it was just him and Roman just chilling in the uh in the suite and stuff like that, and that whole that whole thing, and uh, that was a fun interaction. It's just great, dude. Like the the wrestling has been really good on Raw as well. Like li- limited talking, no more twenty four seven title belt. That's gone. It seems like that's always a good thing. Um, it's just yeah, it's just been. The Dexter Loomis stuff that's happening, that's it's just yeah no that he's killing it right now, man. TK could take some notes from uh, Papa H, and I think he should. NXT 2.0 has been been on a roll, exactly, also, man. Yep. I know I'm probably the uh, I'm, I'm the big NXT 2.0 truther on this show, but I, I love what they're doing there too, and it's been better now getting the influx of the NXT UK guys since uh since that's slowly being phased out for the rebrand. Uh, Sheen, is there anything you think they could be doing better after the uh, after the first month? No, I mean I definitely think they've got they've drawn more people in. Um, like you said, we we would kind of like, just like 
catch the highlights and stuff like that after Raw. Like we weren't sitting down every week. When to we watch lived in Raw. Hawaii, we would watch it every week just because it came on at two o'clock in the afternoon. We so just it have was, it playing. It was yeah. super easy to throw it on and have it while you're doing whatever around the house. You know, East Coast and even Central. It's a little bit harder to, to make the time for it. But yeah, the last month we've been setting it up. Like, you know, we usually put the kids down at seven here central time and we'll pause raw. Like, I'll make sure to pause the start of us. So we don't miss anything. And I cannot remember the last time I've, you know, actually been that excited about WWE's weekly shows. Yeah. I just hope that they can continue this momentum. I just feel like, you know, you start strong, but eventually you kind of just fall back into that old comfort zone the you know the the old rhythm and i just i hope that that's not where we're headed you know i hope it just stays it stays hot and they stay yeah. creative and you know keep keep all the storylines intermingling that's something that we've seen a lot more like people are kind of just like running into one another and it feels inter- like a world it feels you know yeah. to, i hate to use the wwe corporate speak but it actually feels like a wwe universe that you're sitting <laughs> down to watch right yeah you're not just watching like this segmented product where everything's compartmentalized and we've talked about it on this show a million times before over the years, how, how that's been such a problem, how people don't really interact outside of their storylines. But right now it's just kind of like, everybody's kind of acknowledging everybody, you know, no, no Roman pun intended, but well, uh, I thought the, I, I thought everything that's been great about triple H taking over creative was encapsulated in one segment with Johnny Gargano coming out Monday night. It wasn't hyped up. There was no tease, nothing. We just, we come back from a commercial break and freaking rebel heart hits Gargano comes out. He immediately makes reference to all the success that he had in uh, NXT. NXT he runs right. on all his title reigns and stuff. And he's not just called Gargano. Yeah, yeah he's not just called Gargano. <laughs> and then uh, Austin Theory comes out, and they immediately reference their history in NXT. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, for the longest time, guys would come up, and they basically had to start from scratch. Like, they could not... There was no building off the success you had in NXT. Not you know, just, just basically. Over from, yeah. Was- you started over from, you know... From ground zero, uh, the look at the War the Raiders, roster. dude. Yeah, so it's definitely been a breath of fresh air. I, speaking of them, I love what they're doing right now. Also, yeah. like the new, like darker gimmick. We get to see Sarah Logan back uh, a couple weeks ago too. So uh, we'll end the WWE segment with the same question we ask every time. Sheena, we'll start with you. Projecting out, however far you think it's going to be in the future, who is going to take the belts off of Roman Reigns? Uh it's really hard to just imagine because it's been such a build to this point. Like I, you know, I'm ready for things to change, even though like We're I, at two years, We're yeah, at two years in the Roman version. I don't, point. I'm not tired of it. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm so tired of this Roman reigns run. I'm not, I'm, I'm still acknowledging on every week. Uh, but I can, I definitely feel like the momentum is behind Drew McIntyre. I would not be surprised if Drew McIntyre dethrones Roman reigns, because if he doesn't, I, I really can't see. I mean, they're they're going to have to build somebody up, and it's going to be a while. It's going to be like WrestleMania, like if, before he if gets Vince dethroned. If still in charge, I would feel you know as as a huge Roman fan. I mean, Roman's my number two guy in the biz right now, besides Seth Rollins. If Vince was still in charge, I would be very, very, very nervous because they made no bones about it. Like he would even say it openly, like in the press and stuff. Vince McMahon did not book storylines; he booked for moments. And Drew winning those belts in front of that giant crowd um, over in the UK, that is that would be a hell of a moment. That'd be something you would see in the highlights for years on like WWE video montages. But with Triple H back in charge, I think we are going to get some story. And I still think the best story they have right now, it's actually laid out for them beautifully, is Cody Rhodes taking those belts off Roman. So, so I'm going Cody. So we got Drew and Cody on the board so far. Uh, Marco, what do you think, man? Who's going to take the belt from Roman? Oh, man. 
I mean, if if I didn't find out today that uh, Roman Reigns just signed a new deal that was less work, I'm not sure if you guys seen that. Um, so he signed a deal saying basically, you know, he's going to be a part timer, essentially. Um, it's a new adjusted schedule. If that news didn't come out, I'm saying Roman, but the atmosphere. Yeah, we're, saying, we're saying who's going to take the belt off Roman? Well, not who's going to be Drew McIntyre? Okay, so we got two for Drew. Jordan, what do you think? I think the Drew thing became too obvious at this point now. Um, That's my concern. Yeah. I feel like they've set up Karrion Cross too to, yep. to come in and just screw Oh him my God. Yeah, he, I don't think he's going to be Roman. I think Karrion Cross is going to screw Drew out of it. I think Drew and Karrion is going to be the feud for the next well, couple of Well, yeah. I, well, I could see that. Okay, I thought you meant Karrion going to take it off Roman. Roman. I was like, oh my who's, God. Who's your pick, Jordan? So, I, I don't know, man. I feel like... I feel like they're going to split the belts back up. And me and Seth have talked about this numerous times before. Yeah. They're, they're going to split the belts back up. He's not going to lose both belts. He's going to lose yeah, one Drew of the could belts. could leave with a belt. No. Yeah, I could see that. I, I just I don't see him winning. Well, like, this for both belts. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if some hide? We don't know. I mean, some hijinks could happen between now and freaking. I guess, yeah. Uh, you know. Find some fine print in the contract. So yeah. we're, we're, I'm like, you know what, Roman? We're, we're about <laughs> three months from Survivor Series right now. I think... Have they announced? So before I even say this, have they announced how long Orton is out? I thought it was like nine. I months. heard the rest of this year. Yeah. Okay. But it was all kind of shady because it wasn't like uh, it didn't seem like it was some sort of like acute injury. It just seemed like all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, you know what? Now Randy Orton's hurt." And it was like news came out over the course of a couple of weeks. But last I heard, he was out for like the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I feel like they've set Riddle up enough to to possibly win a belt eventually. I don't know if it's going to be as fast as Survivor Series. I'm I'm going to do the the old uh, ride the fence and say he's going to lose one of the belts at Survivor Series. I ju- I just don't know who it's going to be to because they haven't set up raw enough right now. Like it's going to be in Boston, man. They could always have John Cena come back. Yeah. Oh, my oh my god. And, Cena and break back. Flair's record. Yeah. In his home town, you know, in his the closest thing he's got to a wrestling hometown. What about Bray? Bray could come back, dude. And, uh, they have a storied history. He's he's coming back. Like I, I I strongly believe now that triple H is in charge. He's coming back. Yep. And everything that I've read online said when he does come back, it's going to be, he's going to be a major player. He's going to win titles. He's going to main event WrestleMania. So, I mean, maybe that's the, maybe that's the route they go. I don't know. I just, I mean, it gets forgotten because it was only a one week reign, but Roman, took the universal title from Bray. Bray was the last universal champion yep. before Roman Reigns. Remember he beat Braun at SummerSlam and that's when Roman returned. And then they did that weird uh, payback pay-per-view the very next week. Yeah. That's where they started. I feel like he's going to lose one before WrestleMania. I just, the problem is, is we're kind of, they kind of did a reset when Triple H come, came in. Right. So yeah, I, we just don't really know who the top dog is on raw without Cody being there. So I just feel like he's going to lose that belt, though. Like, they're going to keep him on SmackDown, obviously. I still, uh, I'm still hoping that we get my wish for WrestleMania. Roman main events both nights. Night one, defend the WWE Championship against Cody. Night two, defend the Universal Championship against The Rock. I think that would be awesome, seeing Roman do both nights of Mania. Um, dude, you know what? Something else I was thinking about the other day, just because I'm a psycho and I think about wrestling all the time. What could be a really be- I, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. I think it could just be a really beautiful end to the whole Roman story. They'd have to heat him back up a little bit, but what if we got 
one more one more dose of main event Jay Uso. Like something happens, then the bloodline and Jay gets back up, and we end up seeing Jay beat Roman for the belt. I'm not mad at that at all. That's I, how that whole thing started. I mean, yeah. that's when we, you know, it was cool when Roman came back and beat Bray with a new attitude, but. When this thing really got elevated is when we saw how that awesome couple months storyline between Jay Uso and Roman. So if, if I, I think Jay beating him would be crazy, but to, I don't know. Some, I feel like that's something that's probably going to happen after Roman loses the belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about Jay being world champ. Yeah. He can go, man. I mean, he, if the Usos he, weren't he twins. Can, he can go, but I mean, they, they've also proven that, you know, they, that they can get in trouble and that they're not reliable as far as like, you know, they don't have very good PR uh yeah you know yeah i mean that's never stopped wwe from putting a rocket on anybody before sure. i i could see I, I feel like the biggest thing hurting the usos is that they are twins man i feel like if, if they weren't twin brothers either one of those guys could be huge solo stars because they're they're so talented and, and you know they could they could cut a good i mean nikki too. bella was the champ true yeah but there's a big difference between being the divas champ and being the universal champ what do you guys so since we're on wwe talk what do you guys think they're going to do with santos when he comes to the main roster Oh man, because he's coming. Well, obviously. that whole crew, Kevin. I think he could be awesome. He could be what Andrade was supposed to be because he can cut a promo. Yeah, Andrade was awesome in the ring. I think Andrade was a little bit better wrestler. Um, you know, they're obviously the comparisons right there because they're both like they were both superstars in NXT, wrestle similar styles. But I think Andrade just never got a fair shake on the main roster because of his. You know, the English wasn't quite there. It's gotten better over the years, mm-hmm. um, but he just couldn't cut a good promo when he got up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. I think Santos Escobar, he could be a world champ, man. I think, I, I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of that guy. I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I have to, I have to break kayfabe, too. Uh, NXT two-point blow has really grown on me. Um, <laughs> man, I seriously did not know Mandy was the champion for 300 days. Like, I feel like I blinked and it's, it's been, been 300. forever. Like, damn, dude, I didn't realize that, man. She has really gotten better in the ring. And I, I absolutely love Braun, dude. I, when they eventually do call him up, I think that dude's going to be awesome on the main roster. Yeah, uh, I'm actually interested to see what they do between him or Tyler Bate, man. You know, they're, uni- they're unifying the NXT and NXT UK Championship at Worlds Collide. And I think either one of those guys could be a, a main eventer within, within a relatively short amount of time on the main roster. They're unifying all the belts, right? Yeah. So far, they've announced the women's and the the men's. I'm sure that the uh, tag. I'm sure the tag team championships will go yeah. as well because it's the NXT 2.0 team. Briggs and Jensen are holding the UK tag belts right now, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I, Tyler Bateman. It's crazy. He's been around for five years and has not made it. They really haven't done much at all with him, you know, aside from the NXT UK stuff. I think that dude has got the total package. He's the first ever UK champ, right? Yeah, he's going to yeah. be the first ever and the last ever. Yeah. Yeah, two-time NXT UK champ, match of the year with uh, with Pete Dunne back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Peter yeah, Dunne. Awesome. All right, let's hear from Extra Cooler before we get into some figure talk. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning.
it is time for your dose of figure talk. We'll start with the new generation arena. We all backed it last August. Uh, Marco, have you gotten yours yet? I have not. I haven't gotten mine. Have you gotten shipping yet? Uh, yes, I've gotten shipping. I just haven't gotten what, it what, yet. What's your shipping set at right now? Are we on label created? Is it moving through the system? What's the, what's the latest I on yours? Sh- um, I think label created. I haven't seen anything after that, though. Man. Jordan, you have one on deck and one on the way, right? Man, it, it sucks to suck and to not be a fig god. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I, had my, I had my first one uh, last Saturday, and the next one will be here tomorrow. So nice. Yeah, it's yeah. A- I have not gotten anything yet, man. It's been radio silence on mine. Um, I'm really nervous too because a guy in the major uh, wrestling figure pod Facebook group, a similar situation as us. He got his and then moved in between, uh, you know, when he ordered it. And he said that all he actually ordered three and they shipped all three to his address where he ordered it from, even though he changed his address. Oh, so, no. Have they already shipped it? They haven't already shipped it. They already though. shipped. His were on the way. Oh, he lives no. in Arizona now. His were on the way to Connecticut. So Damn. we're in the same situation. I was in Virginia when this thing came out and didn't know I was going to be moving at the time. And um, I got my, I changed my stuff back in, back in April, right? So. It should be good. If I go to Mattel Creations, it reflects that it's shipping to uh, you know to my mom's house in Kentucky now. But I'm still nervous as hell. I actually just emailed Mattel right before we went on the air to just like triple check. I was like, maybe that you know the Lord works in mysterious ways. Maybe the reason I didn't get shipping yet was so I would have a chance to kind of like ping Mattel one more time and remind them to uh, to send this thing to Kentucky because. We, we got some awesome neighbors still in VA, so it'd be possible to track this thing down, but I'm just not even trying to to deal with that, man. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, having to, having to make contact, you know, grab the package, and then pay to get it shipped down here to, uh, to Tennessee. Yeah, sending so. it back through the mail a second time. That's just asking for trouble. Maybe I can just do a road trip, man. Jordan, you should just go with me, man. You can drive from Nebraska to here, and then me and you will go to Virginia to, to pick up my new Generina in hand. Okay, so you want me to drive <laughs> south? To end up yeah, driving you just, north, you, you just get to my house, and then we'll go to we'll go to Virginia together. That Bucky's that we uh, was under construction when we went to NWA should be open by now, so we can yeah, probably go to you Bucky's hit, together. You, when since you guys are going to be in the uh, Hampton Roads area, you can hit all of our favorite um, craft breweries while you're there. Yeah, hit the craft breweries. We can hit Dirty Buffalo, who you know, shout out to them. They sent us some free uh, some free wing, wing sauce. sauce and rub this week, which we're going to be. Uh, they're, they're basically catering. Our uh, Clash at the Castle slash All Out Weekend. So brought to you by Dirty yeah. Buffalo. I would, Jordan, did you go ahead, Jordan? I would just like to point out to all the listeners that here we go again with some bullshit from the Phelps of planning out one of my weeks of probably <laughs> November or October. Here we go. Did you open up the one that you got so far, or is it still sitting MOC? Um, it's still sitting MOC. I have about 13 packages sitting in my door at most times. So I get around to it when I get around to it. I was, I was just happy I had it and it was here. And I'm like, Seth, mine's, mine's here and it's ready to be opened whenever I'm ready to open it. Uh, it's not taunting me at all, honestly, because it's going to... No, I said you're taunting me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. I mean, maybe <laughs> once we get off here, I'll uh, text you guys some pictures and show you guys what it's like to have one in hand. Yeah, but, yeah. I can't wait to... Just I'm, still, I'm still excited. I already got... Uh, already greased the skids with extreme sets and got it set up to uh, to get that new like Hammerstein ballroom arena set up that they have. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this thing, but... We'll see, man. Hopefully it gets here. I, I'll definitely keep you guys updated with uh, with what happens with ours through this whole uh, shipping thing. What do you guys think of how this is 
rolled out, you know, with the, you still got a ton of people that have, they're in the same boat as us that haven't gotten shipping, like even tracking information yet. I think it went great, man. They got the fig gods out immediately and got to my house. <laughs> oh, I think nice. it went great. <laughs> I think they just probably should have been, uh, if I, you know, obviously it's a huge thing shipping out. What ended up, I think it ended up around 8,500 of these. They got made. I think just a little bit more transparency on how it was going to be shipped. The the thing I think that gets frustrating about Mattel is there's sometimes where they're like super upfront with us and tell us like every single last little bit of info. And then there's other times where it's like just really in the dark, like, you know, like with the Chief J Strongbow situation and stuff where we just don't know what's going on. And it was unclear how this was rolling out because, I mean, it's been about two weeks now since these things started shipping and we're still sitting on Well, like you said, nobody knew. And then all of a sudden it was just like you saw other figure collectors saying, oh shit, I got notification. My new gen ring shipped, you know, and there was like, there was no announcement from Mattel saying like, you know, next week uh, rings are starting to ship. You know, it was literally just like people getting stuff in their inbox. And all they would have needed to say is like, hey, these, you know, it's a big process. It's going to be staggered out. These things are going to be shipped in batches, you know, don't sweat it. Yours will ship. Um which we saw a little bit of this with the first drop of the retros. I know, you know, we were on the other end of it. I think we were like the first, well, some of the yeah. first people to get shipping notification on our retro set with the, uh, the Piper and the mean Gene set. Um, and there were people who took a couple months for those ever got shipped. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully they get here, uh, you know, within the next couple of weeks. Cause I'm just really getting some serious FOMO on this thing. Every time I see that diesel figure it more and more, I'm falling in love with it. And I think I'm actually going to end up keeping it where originally I was thinking the diesel was going to be. Well, didn't you say I saw, I saw an email that somebody had posted about that. They reached out to Mattel. Mattel told them that they were back ordered. And you said that they weren't truly. No, back that's, ordered. Yeah. That's just when I called back in April, once we were like definitely moving, um, to change my shipping address, they told the lady on the phone told me it was on back order. And, I was like, it can't be on back order. These things aren't even made yet. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think back order is just something that they have in their system that shows yeah, that. It, it can't be on back order. These things were made to, I mean, they're made to order. Yeah, exactly. The biggest elephant in the room is they uh, use FedEx for their shipping, which FedEx oh, could have. You got to remember, FedEx could have all these rings already. And they're just sitting in a warehouse because FedEx fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm actually, I mean, I've gone around through the years when i was in hawaii i fucking i hated usps number one and then fedex was number two um what ups was my like one's a choice now like i feel like ups is number three i have more issue with ups deliveries than anything i think the postal service usps is probably my number one man oh, it seems yeah. like priority mail is the most reliable like that shit will just get yeah. you within a couple days and fedex is probably i don't know two. fedex has done us dirty so many times over the years i have a hard time like I'm, I'm not trusting them again. Well, the only know? thing is like our best like neighbor friends we've made so far, they work at FedEx. Um, oh, so our, here we hit go. him up, man. I, I hit the dude up tonight. I was like, hey, dude, I got a really valuable package that might be getting shipped to the wrong address. He, he already like told me, he was like, well, I kind of work on the business side, man. I really don't have anything to do with like the actual shipping part of it. I was like, dude, don't give me that shit. I was like, stop selling yourself short. I was like, I believe in you. You're going to help me get this package. Yeah, Seth was trying to pull the old one one over on him. And he was like, yeah, beat it, nerd. I work in an office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, trust me, dude. If FedEx ships this thing to Virginia, I'm getting this dude. He's, he's going to do something for me, man. This... I'm going to get this arena one way or another. Yeah, that's one good thing. I mean, this guy, he's kind of like a, a big wig at FedEx. And he, and he's best friends with his boss, which is like a more big wig. So, you know, we uh, maybe we can get the hookup at FedEx. Yeah, it'll be I, all right. I got a second one coming no matter what you're going to get one. So it'll be all right. 
True, but we don't we don't want to sell you short. You know what I mean? Those things are. I've already seen people flipping those freaking arenas for uh, quite They're a bit of money. Penny. Yeah. Uh, let's. So it's been about a month since we've done this. Let's go around the horn with any uh, any notable additions to the collection, Marco. Is there anything uh, anything big you've added to your collection in the last uh, last month or so? Uh nothing crazy. Um, got a shipping notification for Goldberg. It's supposed to be like in October, but apparently it's coming on Monday now. So yep. I got I got bumped up to the end of the pack. But I'd probably say the best thing that I've received so far right now is that uh, Ultimate Edition uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Amazon. It's probably like the definitive Shawn Michaels figure. I don't think you need any other Shawn Michaels figure in your collection. At all. Yeah, like, that was that was really cool. He 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 looks great with the new Ultimate Edition Diesel as well. A little bit of two dudes with Attitude Energy going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jordan, how about you, man? What's the best stuff you've gotten recently? So, like I said, I got thirteen packages sitting in my door, but I know the yeah. number one that's sitting there is a package from Seth Phelps. It's the Ultimate Warrior Superstars. I can't wait to bust that thing open. Nice. Dude, I love the Superstars line so much, man. I was able to get the uh, I got, grabbed a couple Warriors, one for me and one for one for Jordan, and then I got the Undertaker also. Like these things are, uh, they're just in, they're so much fun, man. I, I'm like, I would not shed a tear if uh, if they just scrapped retros and said we're taking all the resources behind the retro line and putting it on Superstars, man. Like if you're not in on this line yet, you need to get in on it. The figures are awesome; they're super playable. And then the soft goods, dude. They're just crushing it with the soft goods on these figures. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. The, uh, boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your MOC. So are you, a, are you a stickler on the holes being unpunched? No. Or will you take a punched hole sometimes? I'll take the punched hole sometimes. <laughs> he likes to plow his holes every once in a while. Yeah, I like to get plowed with my holes every once in a while. Plowed. <laughs> I, I got a couple uh, like basically grail pieces like slash finishing parts to collection uh, over the last month. So I was able to finally snag a WCW Galoo Big Josh, uh, you know, Matt Bourne in his lumberjack gimmick before he was Doink the Clown. That's one of the hardest to find. Uh, Galoob figures, but one thing I definitely found as I was putting the finishing touches on my Galoob collection, search UK listings on eBay. That Series 2 of Galoob figures, for anybody out there that's interested in those, they were distributed way more in the UK than they were in the States. Um, so it's a lot easier to grab those over there with a little bit more. Don't don't get scared off by the high shipping, because if you actually do the math on it, you're still getting them for cheaper than you could get them once they're already in the States. And he obviously didn't have the uh, the axe handle. You know, that's like the most coveted accessory. And, uh, you, you know, one of the most coveted accessories in wrestling figure history. But it's fine. I grabbed a NECA Jason Voorhees axe and just basically broke the, the, the blade part off of it. And it looks even better than the original accessories. Yeah, I was showing it to... Uh, to, to Jordan and Marco on the uh, the video portion of the podcast before we uh, before we get started over here and then last but not least you guys know Sheena tell them about the uh, our zombie statue collection and that what's been the missing piece for years well I wasn't gonna bring this up tonight I, actually I don't even know if I want to talk about it yet because it's still not in our hands but we have something coming um, from a really good friend of the Foley fam and I'm going Joe to Kelly aka Figball well. I was going to save this because I'm still worried, dude. I feel like it's still like it's if it's not here, it's like what if it gets delivered to the it, wrong it, it's house? It's going to be here. It's going to be it's, here. It's, 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 it said it was supposed to be delivered today and then it got pushed back. Oh and no. I was just kind of like, oh, dude, I'm getting spooked, well, we gotta, dude. Ne- next week's going to be wrestling heavy with the three big shows. I think we should go ahead and tell the story this week. Okay. Well, 
so if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you will recall that back in, I think it was 2015. 2015, yeah. Yeah, 2015, I went on WWE Shop and um, they had these little, they're they're almost like yard gnomes. You, if you've ever seen like one of the little yard gnomes. That they, they definitely, have like, yeah, they're that, that style of like statue. Yeah, so, um, but they were WWE um, superstars and they were zombies, right? Mm. So I was like, oh, these are right in my freaking wheelhouse, right? Um, and I got them on sale. If you know anything about me, you know, I'm kind of frugal. Um, I like, you know, wait for a sale. I wait for a promo code. Like, you know, I, I buy quality stuff, but I like to get it. I like to get a good deal. Right. So I got these little yard numbs. They were all 50% off. So I got the whole collection for 50% off. For Not the whole, what you thought was the whole collection. Well, no, I knew it was. Okay. So here I, let me, let me rewind it back. I got all the ones that were 50% off. There was a, um, three pack they're packaged individually, but they only sold them as one listing, right? So they weren't marked down. It was the Wyatt family, the original Swamp Wyatts, like Bayou Wyatts, um, you know, Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt, and Luke, Luke Harper. Harper. Um, and like, they were still full price. And it, it was three of them, and they were like 80 bucks or and something like that. And you were just like going to wait for them to go on sale. And I was just, I wanted, know, just I wanted the whole collection, right? So I was like, well, why aren't these on sale? Surely they're going to mark these down. I kept checking, and then eventually they just like dropped off the site completely. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like, what the hell, you know? And so the problem was that, so anyways, I remember Rochina was getting these, and I was like, oh, these are cool. At the time, 2015, I, that's the same year that I had just gotten in on collecting elites. So I'm still like up to my eyeballs and just going back and picking up all the missing pieces from the first five years of the line that that I just, you know, still need to play catch up on. So as Sheena's getting these, like they were really cool. I was like, ah, oh, these were neat. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to them aside from just like it's another bit of Halloween decor that Sheena has. Yeah. And I at have the a time lot. she had a shitload. So it was it was easy for them to like just not take up a lot of like mental bandwidth, bandwidth. and attention. And then we went to it's a this collection just kind of sat dormant for a few years. I would I would bust it out every Halloween. Yeah, she would bust them out at Halloween, and then in 2020 when we got them out, for whatever reason, they just really captured me. I think it was because at this point I was all the way caught up on elites, and I had almost finished catching back up on a full Hasbro collection. So like, you actually my, had time to yeah, like look my, at my, them. And- yeah, my like my collector like you know energy was was at full strength, and I'm looking on these as they're coming out. And I'm like, man, these are like really, really cool. Like these, these things are awesome. And I had remembered about the Wyatts. Like I remember her mentioning that she missed out on the Wyatts because she'd mentioned it a few times. And I was like, oh, well, you know, here, I'll go back and get them, right? We're not we're not really going back and playing catch up on anything else. We could, we could spend a little bit of money on these. And we didn't know if there was even a, like a market for these things. Like, you know, I mean, I hadn't been keeping yeah. up with and it. As it just a little random thing I bought. You guys know I'm like super OCD. So as I dive in on this, I'm doing some research. It turned out that before all those ones that Sheena got in 2015, there were a couple releases that were slightly different scale, um, but were still made Single by the same releases, company, yeah. part of the same Forever line. Collectibles. Yeah, there was a CM Punk, an AJ Lee, and a Hulk Hogan. So I go back. I found the CM Punk and the AJ Lee relatively quickly. I found Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper pretty easily. Uh, but Eric Rowan, for whatever reason, man, Eric Rowan was just nowhere to be found. Hogan there were, was hard to find. Hogan, too. Yeah, Eric Rowan and Hulk Hogan. Those two were just gone, which the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Tell I them get, about that real quick. Just give them a quick brief uh, story about how you got the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. So, so we got the whole collection together, right? Like these awesome, awesome statues. And 
we'll get some pictures up here in the next couple of weeks once Rowan gets here. But these things really are beautiful. Um, but we're missing those two. And I don't know why the Eric Rowan one was so rare. I'm thinking it was just because people got the Wyatts as a set and he just got cast off to the side. The Hogan, you could see why. Obviously, Hogan's one of the most legendary wrestlers ever. And it was really, really cool. He's like ripping off his tank top, but he's ripping his skin off too. Like probably the best one out of the whole yeah. bunch was the Hulk Hogan. Um, so I had safe searches set up on eBay, right? Every day I'm checking, nothing showing up. Finally, one, this was like November of last year, shortly after Halloween. And we're sitting outside, me and Sheena and the kids. I think we were watching football on our little outside theater we had in Virginia. And my eBay safe search notification went off that a Hulk Hogan zombie statue was available. And here's the thing. Um, there's not a lot of people that know about these, but there is a small diehard collector base for these, right? Like import figures on Instagram. He's big into them. Um, and the Hogan popped up. By the time I hit the notification the thing had already sold like this thing's gone. Um, but you guys know me, man, you know how much of a psycho yeah, Seth I am does not stuff. take no for an answer. Yeah. I won't take no for an answer. I, uh, I messaged, um, I messaged the guy on eBay. I was like, Hey, I'll give you whatever it sold for. I'll give you an extra hundred bucks. If you will, uh, if you'll give this, if you'll cancel, cancel the sale the <laughs> and just send it to me outside of, uh, eBay. And the dude did it, man. So we get Hulk and then, uh, we were high off that. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. We finally got Hulk. We're going a year straight, man, after this. No leads on Eric Rowan, no nothing. Finally. Um, Seth keeps threatening. This whole time, let me just tell you, this is my collection. This is a collection that I curated, like had nothing to do with Seth. Seth didn't even know these things existed, right? This is a collection I curated. Seth keeps threatening to liquidate the collection because we don't have eric rowan like he's like i'm just gonna we're just gonna sell all of these like if we can't have eric rowan and then we started thinking like what artists do we know could create a, a replica <laughs> thing, like, of one of these. the mad reaper to make a lawn gnome anything yeah um last it was like two weeks ago i'm finally like fuck it hail mary let me message eric rowan and he actually had his eric rowan has his wife mentioned in like his ig bio um so we messaged both of them like hey do you guys have this and luckily he does but dude's wanting 600 bucks for it. So we're like, no, screw that, man. And then yeah. it was just a couple They were of nice. Days. Yeah, they yeah, were they really were nice, nice about, about it. it. Yeah, it was they it want was 600 just... bucks. Not happening. A couple days later, Joe Kelly messages Sheena and Dude. he finds it at a store in New Jersey. So I get this message from Fig Vault, Joe Kelly. Awesome friend of the of the Foley fam. And uh, he, oh my gosh, I, I, I look and he's like, hey, do you guys still need this? I think that's what the message said. And it was in box, Eric Rowan, forever collectibles zombie lawn gnome and i'm just like i didn't even know how much it cost at that point i literally just said yes like get it i don't like what is it you know and then he tells us uh he's like i was like ask the guy how much he wants for it you know i was like are you cool picking it up and he's like of course you know and so he's like yeah the guy wants a 100 bucks for it and i'm like sold dude like sold 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 like no there's no buts about it um joe picks it up gives me tracking like it is on its now way here. here and now it's just gonna it's supposed to be here today and like i said it just gotta you know <laughs> like it, it was just kind of a tracking error if that gets lost i'm selling my whole collection of figures dude we we were like me and seth were like jumping around like i, I told uh i told fig vault i said dude i said you have no idea you have like you know uh remedied a, a seven year long figure collecting sin you've cleansed you've cleansed my skin my sin of uh this this horrible folly that i made so many years ago you know and uh 
I cannot wait to bust it out and add it to the collection. It's and it's honestly like it's the coolest one of the white. It's like it's he's got the sheep mask. Like it's just so dope, you know. Jordan, uh, what's your like grail piece for your collection right now? Oh, are we done? I don't care. Did. The fact that we took seven minutes telling that story, I'm not even mad at it. We and I like years, I could dude. I could go seven I could go seven whole minutes just thanking Fig Vault <laughs> for even remembering and being in the right place at the right time to even find that at his local collector I mean, it's shop. It's been because- over a thousand eBay save searches. I've I, I've like updated on like WWE Zombie, WWE Forever Collectibles. Like it's really like I, I've never hunted something as hard as, yeah. as we did this, man. It it's only showed up. Absolutely, absolutely insane. The effort and the mental bandwidth that has went into tracking this thing down. And we, uh, we, when we were talking to import figures, we saw import figures at one. We've been trying to talk him out of his. Every month, for- I message him and be like, hey, dude, <laughs> we want that figure. Yeah, how much you want for that figure? So, um, but yeah. what, what about you guys, Jordan? What, what's your grill piece right now? Uh, mine would probably be a mint LJN Warrior, honestly, right now. On card? It doesn't have to be, dude, I don't think I can afford an on-card. I can barely probably afford a loose one, to be completely honest with you. Still, though, if it's if it's a grill, you can make it whatever you want, so, you know? Well, then, yeah, we'll do, we'll do on-card, and uh, I'll never be able to afford it. So, yeah, let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> ne- never there, say never. Uh, is there anything out there that's, like, maybe, like, similar to, like, the Rowan figure, like, not necessarily crazy valuable, but it's just, like, some obscure piece that you've not been able to track down? Mm, it could that. be merch too not just figures like if there's some sort of like piece of merch too I'd, I'd love to hear not that i can think of so uh, there was one thing a couple of years ago i had a uh an ultimate warrior raincoat when i was a little kid and somehow i found one on ebay and i got it for zoe and of course the thing comes and it's too small for her so it's just it's one of those it's still in our closet and everything it just has ultimate warrior on the back it's a titan uh, raincoat. It's pretty fucking awesome. And That's I, awesome. I just right. happened to find it one day when I was searching and someone had just listed it that day and I just bought it. Yeah, my my other one, kind of similar to your LJ and Warrior. I still want that Survivor Series 94 shirt, but yeah. you can't really get that for le- less than like 550 bucks now. And, and I mean, dude, if I had, if you know, if I had, a, you know, some good months where I had a little bit of extra money in the bank, dude, I would maybe consider spending that, but I'm just, I would be sick in my stomach if I dropped that much for that shirt. And then one of the really good like bootleggers and stuff made, made a reproduction of it, you know? Well, my thing is, is it's not even a matter of being able to afford it. It's just like, do like $600 for a shirt. Like I just can't even, I would, yeah, I would, I would, that would definitely be a splurge. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Once you get kids, you start feeling guilty when you spend that kind of money. Cause you're like, Shit, I and if you wear things. that, you're going to be worried. The whole, yeah, you have kids, which again, you have kids. So if you wear that, you're going to be like, oh God, don't touch me. No, you can't do this. Don't don't get on me. You know, <laughs> um, somebody's going to make that shirt eventually. There's so many great bootleggers out there now making incredible repros that, uh, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a matter of time. Marco, how about you, man? What's your grill right now? Uh, I don't really have a grill, but I would definitely like to get a, um, there was this uh, Ultimate Warrior t-shirt from like i think it was like 1988 or 1989 it was like orange um it was like one of his first shirts it was like orange the shirt the t-shirt was orange and the i think i know what you're talking about logo on it was like purple and yellow oh yeah kind of like splash like kind of like splash on the background of the warrior face paint Definitely I'm surprised like that one hasn't been redone because that'd be a pretty easy one for a uh, yeah. for somebody to remake. I wonder yeah. why it hasn't been. I've, I've seen it, but those 
the one I've seen was like it was like two hundred and fifteen dollars for the fucking t shirt. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah. It just I mean I guess if you're a t shirt collector, I mean I know there's some crazy things that you know we, we spend money on as collectors. If you're like a, a merch or a t shirt collector, like I I get it. I just can't even it's, yeah. spending that kind of money on a wrestling t-shirt. And I and I and I have a deep appreciation for vintage wrestling t-shirts and stuff, dude. I think it's like so cool, yeah. you know. I wish I had a big stack of them, but not not for that kind of money. All right, let's hear from John Swallow for coming down the aisle and then we will get into some tranquilo and chill. You want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. El Idolo! Hearing that song just makes me think of how bad I wish Andrade would uh, would come back to WWE now with with Triple H running the show. I think of all the ex WWE guys that have gone over to AEW, his has definitely been botched the most. Mm-hmm. Let's get into Tranquilo and Chill. This is where we give you guys some sort of outside the ring entertainment to keep you uh, you know to to help you pass some time. Sheena, what do you got for this this week? So. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on Tranquilo and Chill, so if I have, forgive me, but we're, we've been watching it more uh, frequently just because, again, like we said, bedtime has been kind of a headache lately. The kids are kind of doing some crazy sleep gymnastics and stuff uh, that's just stressful at the end of the night. So Seth and I will sit down at the end of the night and watch a uh, Great British Baking Show. And Great British Bake Off. It's called Baking Show on the U.S. It's called Great Bitch Bake Off in the U.K. That's the proper term. But the, the Pillsbury great, has the uh, trademark on the Bake Off term yeah. for, uh, in the States. So yeah. if you're in the U.K., it's called the Great British Bake Off. But on Netflix, if you're looking for it, it'll be called the Great British ba- Baking Show. It is like one of the most relaxing, like chill um, TV shows. And it's like just great for background noise. And it's super just... I don't know, entertaining and funny. And it, it, I've watched a lot of cooking shows. Like I love competitive cooking shows. Like I'm one of the OGs to ever watch top chef. Uh, I've watched it like from season one and it's so wild to me how, like how much more chill, like British baking, like British competition shows are like, they're always so nice to each other. And they're like, it's not you know, super competitive. It's not super competitive. And they're not putting these people in these like really obscure. They're not like, Oh, you got to cook everything, but only use a paintbrush. And there are Wolverines loose in the kitchen while you cook. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, it's just very normal. They're putting people in normal situations and whatnot. So um, if you're looking for just some good chill background noise and something that's uh, going to be entertaining, I've really, really enjoyed that this, several seasons of great british bake-off that we've watched i got a podcast recommendation for you guys it's history of the 90s so you know we're all uh, kids in the 90s here on this show and it's just a really fun podcast to hit you with that nostalgia blast um they basically just take a different topic from 90s pop culture and spend about an hour on it each week some of the sample topics are like the real world and the rise of reality tv 
Um, they got stuff like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's really just all across the the whole spectrum of the 90s. And it's just really fun. So if you're from that era, it'll be a nice trip down memory lane. And if not, uh, you can learn a thing or two about what I think is probably the best decade ever. Jordan, how about you? What do you got, man? So it started on Sunday, but I, I feel like I still need to mention it because it was awesome. Um, House of the Dragon, it's the spinoff of Game of Thrones. It's a prequel to uh, Game of Thrones. Dude, yeah. it, Sheena can appreciate this. It is. Yeah, uh, I'm going to watch it. It, it. The first episode was absolutely unreal. Um, I feel like they're really going to kill it. But I actually did have a another tranquilo and chill. I had, um, it's a podcast. It's called the confused breakfast. They actually go back and they rewatch a lot of the movies from the nineties and they give them a, uh, a, a new review. So they oh, do. That sounds perfect. I love that. So they do like Tommy boy. I've listened to Tommy boy, Christmas vacation, uh, the big Lebowski. Um, it's four really good friends from, um, Iowa and it, it's always awesome. They give it, a rating of what they thought about it when they were a kid. And then they go back and watch it as an adult. And then they give it a rating based on today. What a fun idea for a podcast. Jordan, I am sold. I am subscribing to that right now, dude. So it just got added to my feed, man. That sounds awesome, dude. The Kurt, the confused breakfast. And we'll, we'll throw a link to that one in the, uh, the show notes also. So you guys could check that out. Uh, Marco, what about you, man? Oh man, so much. I mean, obviously parenting, you don't get to watch a lot of stuff, but, uh, Definitely. yeah, <laughs> we try to make do. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, obviously stranger things. Oh, um, God, if, you, yeah. if you haven't finished it yet, definitely watch that. Best season ever for sure. Yeah, I, it's so funny. I was gonna, I was gonna make Stranger Things my tranquilo and chill thing last time. Seth was like, "You don't think there's people out there that aren't watching Stranger yeah, Things?" Like, it's supposed to be like a recommendation, like help people discover something new. It was awesome though. I was gonna make it my well, recommendation, that, so I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you did because well, uh, you, that's if you haven't five, watched it, that's a top five show. Well, you know, yeah. there are people that don't like it at all, don't get into it. Uh, I can oh. see that, or I can see people who like you know. It has been a really long time since season three, so yeah. you can blame somebody if they just kind of like Fell forgot off. about yeah. it and just you know wrote it off. But yeah, season season, season four. four was excellent, man. Like the, the show definitely leveled up. I would say it leveled up a couple levels uh, this season. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, what else? So uh, so on, on the American Horror Stories train for a little bit. They have a new series called well, it's in the second season called American Horror Stories. Where it's more mm-hmm. uh, like each episode is a you know just a tale, kind of like, like if you watch one offs, like, like oh, tales cool. from the dark side or you know tales from the crypt, that type of thing. Twilight Zone. Are you so, afraid of the dark? Yeah, like that type. Well, creep show. A little bit nice. more. A little, a little more violent. It's, it's, it's like an anthology. Is that what yeah, it's called? It's anthology? Like an anthology series. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah, it was already an anthology series because like each season was a different yeah, thing. But but now it's just one episode yeah. is is like a story and, and, and you know the, I like shows like that. I like yeah. that. I, I yeah I really enjoy stuff. So that's like been that. pretty good. Um, let me try to think. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Besides, uh, you know, popping in every once in, in a while while the while the wife's watching some uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Other than <laughs> yeah. that, uh, <laughs> nothing much. Who doesn't like to watch uh, rich, middle-aged women argue about stuff? It's very yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I love the drama. <laughs> All right, let's get into our listener mail with the, uh, the newly debuted Life Advice. All right. Our man, DB, David Brooks, uh, he says... The defending 
reigning, undisputed, fully picks league champ. And he's, soon, soon to be dethroned he's by He's made it to the final five me. With, uh, with Sheena and Jordan. So I'm glad we got at least 50% of the show representing the uh, the championship round here. for the That's Foley right. Picks I've league. had back-to-back perfect cards. So, so have I. Yeah. <laughs> me and Sheena have been I, super perfect together. That's right. That's right. I'm giving it, you an air fist bump right now. The last weekend's going to be epic, dude. I'm, even though I'm not participating, I'm excited just to be keeping up with it, man. So for those, the, this is really kind of mostly for the the folks in the Facebook group, which if you aren't a member, visit Chick Foley show or visit chickfoley.com and get signed up because it's a lot of fun. But the prediction league uh, season that we've had going since basically shortly after WrestleMania, it's going to be culminating Labor Day weekend, and the finals are going to just be uh, a combination of Clash of the Castle, NXT Worlds Collide, and All Out. So yeah. with that number of matches, it's really kind of up in the grabs. But uh, luckily, Jordan's you know, he's leading the charge right now, but anything can happen. Right. Uh, DB says, who do you think the next WWE star to return will be? Um, I mean, it's got to be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray point. Wyatt. I think uh, that was my. If we're talking people, if we're not talking injuries, we're talking people who have been released under the uh, Vince run. Yeah, it's got to be Bray. Yeah, I mean, that's about the biggest dude they can get to come yeah. back right at the current moment, right? I mean, yeah, yeah either that or Sasha. If they can. Yeah, yeah, Sasha's not bigger than Bray right now. Absolutely, absolutely not. We're not going to listen to that. I'm not saying he's bigger. I'm saying that could be the next one. That I mean, it's, it's, next. it's that, possible. Yeah. I, it it yeah. makes total booking sense right. for the finals of the women's tag tournament to go down. Her and Naomi And then as up. the winners are celebrating, Naomi and Sasha come out and jump yeah, on Yeah, I could 100% see that yeah, happening. So that might actually be the logical pick. But Yeah, yeah. I think Fuck I think Bray's the, Bray's the obvious answer there. Yeah. All right, Sambro says, "What are all of your Halloween costumes going to be this year?" I don't even know. It Me depends on what the yeah. kids. I mean, yeah. I'm tip, I'm really not a Halloween costume guy at this point in my life. But if the kids, um, if the kids pick something for their costumes this year, where it's, there's something easy I can do to kind of play off that, I'll do it. Yeah, mm. for the last few years, so I, I am a big Halloween costume chick like i i spend a lot of time sourcing the the things that i need for my halloween costumes and making them just just so so um and uh for the ever since i've become a mom i just have this what's called it's called a kigurumi um those who know will know it's just like basically like a big romper and i would just wear a big skeleton romper every year and take the kids trick-or-treating yeah it works because it's not a lot of effort it's not a lot of effort because you know you spend the time getting your kids ready and we you know we do a lot of halloween decorations and stuff so getting ready for like halloween and handing out candy was always a a big deal so um always wear that on halloween so that'll probably (laughs) probably be my costume this year as well um maybe one of these days i'll be We've back in the good family minecraft costumes up the kids do decide to go mine they're, they're both <laughs> brett is kind of like a low-key a minecraft expert and sissy likes watching him play so yeah we may go minecraft this year yeah minecraft family costume would probably be the most uh you know crazy thing that happens jordan marco you guys got anything picked out yet i don't have anything picked out yet but I, i've been wanting to do uh bam bam bigelow for about I don't know, five years. So maybe this is the year I do it. This is the year, dude. Is, do uh, it. is Ari going to be uh, Luna Vachon? Ooh, Ooh, man, that'd be a look. Or, or my other choice is nails, just so I can like run. You feel like you're starting to get aroused there, Jordan. When I know, I yeah, that would that. be a look. Yeah. Luna's pretty hot, dude. I love Luna. Maybe, maybe I was getting aroused. What's the two? Luna's, yeah. <laughs> Luna's really something, dude. You know, she would be wild. You get Ari Vachon going. Ari, Ari Vachon. Vachon. <laughs> 
Marco, what about you, man? Um, we haven't picked anything out yet. I mean, I'm assuming since it's, it's creeping up, dude. Yeah, it you know, is. It's little, you know, it's we're gonna be in September next week. Away. Yeah, no. I kind of yeah. Once the, that we got that question, I started thinking like, shit, we do got to start thinking about. Halloween costumes. Even, Last year we got the kids custom tailored freaking Ghostbusters costumes. Yeah, yeah we, you got to think about this stuff ahead of time now because stuff, you know you never know what you're going to be able to find and what pieces true. you need and you know so yeah you got to start thinking now yeah. what your Halloween costumes. I, I mean I'm, ass, I'm assuming it's going to have something to do with like either Sonic because they're like super into the Sonic movies. That's um, cool. That's nice. You could be yeah. Doctor Robotnik. That'd be awesome, That'd be dude. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and, um, or Minions because they're into Minions now too. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, that's so, a winner. Yeah, we'll Win- yeah, Minions is Minions is always good. All right, Sambro also said, "Do you guys collect anything outside of wrestling?" I know you guys had a um, nice horror collection a while back. I guess mm. he's um, pointing this question at us. I yeah, so we used to have a really awesome NECA collection. And it, it was, was kind of like my little personal pet. Same pet. thing with the turtles. We had a couple collections have kind of just hit the end of the road the last couple of years. So we had a, a really awesome NECA horror collection. We had a really good pop collection that we kind of just stopped working on. We had a bitchin' NECA turtles collection also that yeah. we got rid of. We had cartoon turtles and movie turtles. Yeah, so there's a few different figure lines, and then like. Once I kind of made the decision that I was going to go and start doing like, well, it was, it was us. So once we made the decision that we were going to start doing more than just the Mattel elites and get the Hasbros and the WCW Galoob, we decided to just put all our chips in the wrestling basket and get rid of the other figures. Um, I used to collect sneakers, but I really don't. I wouldn't say I'm a sneaker collector anymore now, unless it's something I really, really want. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you have a collection of sneakers that you like, and I think it's just like, you're kind of sticking with that and not. Same thing with the t-shirts, man. I kind of cut, I cut my t-shirt collection down to just 30 shirts. So the only way I get a new shirt now is if I sell something I already got. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's really just, for me, it's just the figures there. If you asked me this three years ago, there was a handful of things we collected, but nowadays, yeah. Chalkline shorts. You you collect, uh, you have a pretty, pretty wicked collection of chalkline shorts. And we had chalkline jackets, which we've slowed down on a little bit too. It's just, I think whenever all the figure lines started coming out too, I think that's when we kind of slowed down on everything else because Chella was, you know, Jazzwares, Super 7, like all these. Jordan, I mean, I would almost say, Jordan, you're like primarily a pop collector more than wrestling figures, right? So I, I have a huge pop collection, but I've kind of slowed down on that just because there's just so many damn lines, man. It's just so hard to keep up with it. That's what happened with us with the pops. Yeah. yeah, there's pop. Yeah, Funko is just killing it on getting all the these amazing licenses. So I do yeah. pops, chalkline shorts, wrestling shirts, obviously wrestling figs, sneakers. Um, man, dude, we collect. I collect a lot of stuff and. It's probably about time for me to start uh, condensing the Funko line down. So if anybody that hears this is looking for any older Funkos, man, just hit me up. I probably got them because, dude, I, what I think you right now you still you're like he like twelve. He was right? at twelve hundred when no, no, he no, came no, to no. our house in Virginia. No, 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 no. I, I I'm way above that. So at current, the last time I I bookmarked it, I was at eighteen ninety one. Dude, you need to go live in the Facebook group. We need to see what that looks like. I just want to see what 1800 Funko Pops look like. The problem is like. they're not all out, though, because we we had like emptied our basement at one point because yeah. we were getting new couches and stuff, and we didn't know where we were going to put them. And I haven't brought all the Funkos back in, so there's like, I don't know, 15 boxes in the garage full of Funkos. They're off the ground, so they're not nothing's happening to them, but... <laughs> dude we got my laundry room's full of funkos my basement's full of funkos like 
Got a figure room upstairs full of Funkos. It's a disaster. Harder, I feel like your house is just built. I feel yeah, like if I went on like Google Earth, I'm just gonna see a <laughs> giant stack of Funko Pops, dude. dude there's, there's a lot, man, and it's a it's a lot to to keep track of. And I mean, there's a lot of times Ariel go somewhere and she's like, "Hey, do we have this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I, I we, we 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 overstepped. We overstepped. We did. Are you like anything besides wrestling figures? Um." No, I mean, I do collect books too, like some some of the books, T-shirts and stuff like that. But mainly books. I've been getting a lot of like, kind of like art type of books um, that display artworks and stuff like that. So I know it's kind of like a weird thing to get into, but no, it's not. I think it's cool. I've been I think to... uh, getting books that display art is is easier and uh, more space effective than actually buying the art. Yeah, so. yes. I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here looking at like. 16 different pieces of wrestling I know, art I, that need to get put up. I just put up our, our extra cooler little, uh, we have a rotating gallery. We have sever- several of these. I think they're like eight by eights, I think is what the, the size of these are. But they're little square um, prints from our, our buddy extra cooler, uh, Nick. And so we have like a whole rotating gallery. Like every time Seth refreshes the figure room, he refreshes uh, our, our extra coolers. And we have, I mean, we have Justin Frank. We got some in-ring art. We got some donut glow. We Hal got Haney. Hal Haney. We got yeah. Sam Evans. Um, tons of, uh, tons of great artists. So yeah, we, we actually do, we do collect wrestling art, but, uh, at this point, I think I'm just collecting, uh, farm animals. animals. It's, it's yeah. really, it's really what I'm yeah. collecting. We're up to, we're up to 19 animals in our backyard, plus the wiener dog. Plus Jeez. the wiener dog. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at rabbits. I'm going to order uh, new chicks in the spring. I'm, I'm already researching how to do quail. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're, we're really working on, you know, expanding our menagerie. I want to do turkeys too. Turkeys, yeah. I, I, one of these days we're gonna get we're gonna, we'll get a tractor and we'll get a couple turkeys going through here. I'm never coming yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you lie? Can't wait to come back. All right, Johnny JB, pineapple. Does it belong on pizza? I personally love it. Fight me. I will never yuck someone else's yum, but to me, like the pineapple, it just doesn't complement the cheese. It doesn't complement the sauce. And I get it. Pineapple and ham's a great combo, but yeah, I just don't know how you, I don't know how you, uh, you know, reconcile pineapple with melted cheese and tomato sauce. I don't know, man. I love pineapple pizza. Uh, I think, I think the only reason most people say they don't like pineapple pizza is because social media told them that they shouldn't like pineapple and pizza. Dude. I mean, because- I love pineapple ham, but I just, I would never like think about it. what, in what, in what other context would you ever have cheese and pineapple in the same bite? It's um, it just works. Yeah, it works. I mean, it doesn't. It. I think so. Our friend, um, you know, the guy that we were just talking about uh, that works at FedEx, his wife. We were over at their house and they ordered pizza, and she ordered this like really obscure pineapple pizza, and uh, she said everybody always is like, "Oh, that's so gross," and then they try it and they're like, "Oh, this is delicious." She gets pineapple and ham it's like it's ham i think or bacon i can't remember it's some some salty delicious cured meat um and then she gets jalapenos and instead of red sauce she gets alfredo sauce and it is so good i would blow my you know bret hart (laughs) Said he'd rather blow his brains out than Louis Cage became Montreal. I'd rather blow my brains out than. The other thing you got to remember, dude, we got a little bit of street cred as Hawaiians. You know, we were there for mm-hmm. seven years. Yeah. Our son was born there. Like, dude, 
that's the Hawaiian pizza thing. That's made up. If you go to Hawaii, I never said it was Hawaiian yeah, pizza. No, we yeah, just I mean, said pineapple that's pizza. What it's known as. That's what I it's get marketed that. as. It's yeah. a complete poser as a whole concept, man. Well, if, I think if you go to Hawaii, the mainland, and try to say, "Hey, let me get." A pineapple and ham they're gonna laugh at you that is not a that's just something marketing people made up that is i don't not think hawaiian they'll pizza. laugh but it's not hawaiian i think people I, yeah it's marketing i think in the on the mainland anytime you put pineapple on something people are like oh it's hawaiian like i mean it's just i think it's just a thing i mean we did i mean we lived on an island where the dole plantation was so i mean the pineapples in hawaii are synonymous but i right, think people but, just think but but that is not hawaiian pizza if you go to any no it's not hawaiian pizza, pizza. Place in hawaii they won't even sell that shit. Like at Boston's, they didn't sell that shit. You no, know what I mean? they didn't. They no. don't. So it's just, it's a whole, even at Big Kahuna, which they, they had all the kind of like wild pizzas. They still didn't have a Hawaiian pizza. Like yeah. it's not a thing. Calm it's down, brother. I'm getting fired yeah. up now, dude. Like, yeah, because <laughs> I love pizza and I love Hawaii. Well, we weren't arguing that. whether it was or was not Hawaiian. I mean, obviously. We it didn't is, let Jordan and Marco answer. It is though. not Hawaiian, but what? the pineapple and pizza is delicious. What say you guys? Yeah or nay? It belongs and it's great. I think That's it's all. good. I, I, love, I love pineapple on pizza, man. Yeah. Oh, my my I'm taking, man. I'm taking my headphones my off. My dudes. This is tomorrow will mark two years since I debuted as a regular <laughs> cast member at the show. I'm officially handing in my uh, my 30 day notice, man. Right well, let me let me just say mm-hmm. this. Pineapple on pizza, it's not my favorite pizza. If I'm just ordering a pizza, I'm never gonna just choose like, oh man, tonight is the night I'm gonna order pineapple and ham pizza. Like that's not my order. But if somebody's got a you know, quote unquote Hawaiian pizza. Would I dig in on that shit? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Like it, it offends my sensibilities as a foodie. It offends my sensibilities as what? an adopted Hawaiian. I just can't get with it. Man. So good. Yeah. I just don't um, get it. Like what's so I, I get like the, uh, it, it's not like the popular thing to do to put pineapple on pizza, but I just don't understand why it's so offensive. I, I, I guess it's just offensive. People aren't even offended by it. people don't even care until it comes up on social media and they're like, yeah, exactly. no, you know, that's gross. I don't even like, see it on social media. I'm just thinking about it right now. It's and a bit, it's a, it's a thing on social media. Like listen it's to a, this pizza. You're telling me this does not sound good. This is a pizza place in Omaha. You're telling me this does not sound good. I like green peppers on it too. Dollops Whoa. of cream cheese, seasoned Italian sausage, pineapple, barbecue sauce, mozzarella, and jalapeno. You're telling oh me that my. does not sound good. I would that fuck that up. Everything except the pineapple sounds awesome. Oh, Dude, oh, it's fucking amazing. You have to have the pineapple on it because the, the Italian sausage and the jalapenos. Compliments. Oh, dude. I love, I love, to me, it really comes down to the pineapple and the cheese because i like grilled pineapple right like I'll, I'll even put pineapple on a burger dude i will put pineapple on like a hamburger and stuff like a hula burger type deal but the pineapple and melted mozzarella cheese just mozzarella is such a mild cheese though I it's know, not like you're I eating pineapple and cheddar me, pineapple and gouda me, like tangy fruit does not mix with like melty cheese man i just i can't do it well, there's cheese on your burger, is there not? When you put pineapple no, on no. it, uh, uh, so a hula burger, I'm typically going burger, teriyaki sauce, and grilled pineapple. No, it's got to have cheese on it or any it burger at all. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's my theory too. Um, so we've established that p- pineapple does belong on a pizza. Yeah, we are on, not, we're on, we're on, on the, team Johnny JB. I'm on the island, dude. I'm on the island of relevancy. <laughs> you are on the yeah. island, brother. And now we're moving on to our question of the week for life advice. It does come in from our buddy DB, David Brooks. I just got engaged. Any wedding planning advice? 
And more important, uh, more importantly, what wrestling entrance song Ugh. should I walk out to? <laughs> so I'll start off on the wedding planning. All right. So let me caveat my entire statement by saying, honestly, dude, let it be up to your, uh, your, you know, your fiance. Cause we don't want to, you know, we never want to, um, enforce gender norms, but at the end of the day, the <laughs> wedding's all about your wife, right? It's what they want, man. It's, you know. Guys, yeah. I, I never really thought about my marriage or, or my or my wedding and stuff. Never thought about your marriage. Oh, oh, oh geez, all right. I got I never thought about my that's the show for the week, folks. It's been a good week, run. Uh, yeah, I, I, I we, uh, it's me and Jordan are on the show. <laughs> what I meant to say was, you know, I never thought about getting married. I never like, was like picturing my my perfect you wedding, know, day. wedding and stuff as I'm growing up. That's much more of like you know a female thing and stuff. So I would def- I would defer by saying. It's about what what your fiance wants, but if I had to give advice, and I've given this to friends and coworkers and stuff, dude, don't spend the extra money, man. Yes. I've talked to so many people yes. who are like, dude, we're you know, our wedding's gonna cost twenty five, thirty, fifty thousand, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. Like, why, man? Why? Like, nope, dude, you're not gonna have any more fun. I think me and Sheena's wedding. I think we may have spent like, like $12,000. I don't think it was that. Well, we didn't. It so was I mean, like 4000 I well, thought. Collectively. So I mean, like, my, so I, you know, we got gifts. Like my mom, Seth's mom paid for our photographer as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom but paid for, the, my dad the bought the cake. was the reception, which was like 4000 The, the reception was like 4000 I know, but stuff. I'm talking about collectively. Flat, that was flowers. That was photographer. That was cake. That was everything. Was 12, but let's, even if it was 12 that's still a cheap wedding. I want to say we spent like seven or eight, dude, because... Mm. I don't this know. This was in 2007. Plus so all the food. Um, anyway. Anyways, it was around like 10 ish at most. Yeah. Like it was in the ballpark of 10,000. And we had a fucking ball. Like it we was still the have best. friends yeah. here tell us, like, dude, you guys' wedding and reception was, the most was lit. legendary. We had a reception. It was just at like a little bar right off the kind of like the main drag there in Bowling We Reef, rented Kentucky. the whole bar. Yeah. We it wasn't closed, super we, yeah, fancy. We closed it, it down was for just... the evening. We had finger foods and it was an open bar and everybody had a ball. So I would say. Don't worry about spending so much money. Make sure you have an open bar where people can just drink whatever they want. Well, beer and liquor. I don't think, you know, don't be giving people like, you know, top shelf, uh, you know, like just beer, beer and wine. You feel beer and wine flowing. That's good. And then, you know, they can buy their own mixed drinks. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't, sp- I, I would just, I, and if you, if you got a generous, like, you know, if you feel the tradition is like, right. The, the, the girl's parents are going to pay for the wedding. Mm-hmm. If you have some really generous in-laws that are going to put the bill, then yeah, fuck it ball out. But if you guys are paying for it for yourself, I, do that. I, I would just... focus on having, you know, make it fun more than expensive. Cause exactly. you're never going to get the return on investment. You're going to, you could have just as much fun on five or six grand that you're going to have if you drop 50 grand. And, and let you don't me want to be paying for that wedding five years. Hell no. Married. And I, you know, Seth and I, you know, we, we, we're, I still consider us young people, but we've been married a long effing time. And thankfully, we were married in a time before social media was really a thing. And like, I feel like now so many people spend so much extra money just to like, just to flex on, the just haters. to flex on social media. And it's so stupid. Like, I just can't imagine like spending that much money and just being like, oh yeah. And, and then you don't even have fun or enjoy your day because you're so stressed because you spent so much money that you want everything to be perfect for everybody and to look perfect and to feel perfect. Just have fun. Don't feel like you have to invite people that you don't like, or you don't want, if you got animosity with somebody, it's your day. Like they enjoy are not, the day. they <laughs> are not invited. Like, you know what I mean? So I just mm-hmm. feel like 
the best advice I can give you is to make it about you guys do what you want to do and be um, economical and be economical. What yeah. About you, Marco, what do you got for him? Uh, we, uh, what we did was, you know, we just, we were offered, uh, like her Kim's parents are just like, you know, we, we can either, you know, pay for the wedding or you guys can do something small and you guys can save the money, you know, for a down payment on a house. So exactly. We took the, we, yes. we took the, uh, the ladder. So we took the uh, down payment and we just did a small, yeah. a small wedding. We actually, so we did a wedding, but we didn't do anything like fancy then we did like a thing after with the family and stuff like that so you can think outside the box too i don't think everything has to be like you don't have to rent the big reception hall you don't have to ours in the town square of our hometown yeah Yeah, no the the town to rent the town square cost 25 dollars, and we got that returned to us after we like cleaned up the 20 and then we rented chairs which i think was like a 75 bucks so yeah a hundred dollars total but we get 25 bucks of that back and it was beautiful um, so yeah, think outside the box. Yep. I mean, I know nothing, nothing is really cheap nowadays. Like you're not going to, you know, but just don't be in a rush to, what, uh, what'd you guys do, Jordan? I think you got married younger than any of us, man. Um, no, that's not a fact at all. Uh, I got married 12 years ago this year. Um, wow. so the big thing about mine is, um, for those of you that don't know, my wife is Hispanic and she has a gigantic family. So that uh that definitely creates a a different set of rules um when when you have to invite 800 people it's a little different um and i'm not shitting you guys we we invited 800 people and had 650 people show up to our wedding oh my god um our wedding was our wedding was about thirty five thousand dollars um we had open bar for 650 people with a buffet Oh my god! Um, it was uh, it was really Oops. something. I, I I wish I would have known all you guys when this happened because it was a it was a killer night and everybody still talks about it. But um, just to kind of piggyback off what Seth and Sheena and Marco all said, in the end, it, make this about you guys. Like this needs to be something that you guys enjoy. Your guests are gonna have fun no matter what. There's gonna be dancing. There's gonna be drinking. Mm-hmm. There, everyone. As long as you have food there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, you have been at a few weddings that are alcohol. Let me, yeah. Right. Let me just say. So we went to two weddings to people that are very close to us that were. No, I've been to three. I was in a wedding that was no. booze free. And so this, I've been to three alcohol-free weddings, and I'm not even a person like you guys know. I'm not like a boozer. I don't drink a whole lot, but. Oh my gosh, guys, like you have to have alcohol at your wedding because it just sets the whole tone. People aren't going to dance. People are going to sit around. It's so weird. It's supposed to be a party, right? The reception, right, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to offend anyone by um, this. This is not directed towards anyone that Sheena just talked about, but if you have a dry wedding, fuck you. Like, I'm retweeting that dog. Hey man, yeah. this, uh, this big man meat doesn't get up without some uh, some booze in me. So <laughs> if you don't have booze at your wedding, I'm sitting in a fucking chair the whole time and judging you. Uh, Dude, it was it was like so just oh lame no. and like I could not think of. I was like, how do we get out of here? I'm you telling, know what I mean? I'm, and like I said, I'm not even like a I'm not even like a person who just gets like freaking off the walls drunk. But I'm just like. Some, we need some we need some alcohol in here. Some people need to loosen up a little bit. I'm telling you right now, we've invited been invited to two weddings that they said was dry and we didn't go. We'll send you a card. Hey, congratulations yeah, on your exactly. wedding. Exactly. Great I'll for bless you. Your wedding. I'm gonna yes. get drunk at home and I'm gonna send you some pictures of me drinking at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just do what's right for you guys. I mean, 
you guys are going to have 60 people telling you guys what's what's right to do for you just exactly. just do what works for you like and don't and don't do the shit don't feel like you have to do the shit that's on social media or on you know in the wedding books and all of that like you can cut out anything there are no traditions except for the traditions that you instill you know what i mean like there's all this stuff that they tell you oh you have to do this you have to you know cut the cake in front of everybody like no shit. you don't have to do you don't do shit you know what I mean? You do what you want to do. You, you don't, and, you don't uh, have to buy your spouse a $30,000 wedding gift before the wedding starts. Nah, exactly. Fuck all that, exactly. dude. Do and what if, works if, for if, you. If I can say one thing really quick. If you are going to splurge on something, splurge on your photographer. Find a great yep. photographer because there's a, there's a big difference in like a crappy photographer and a really great wedding photographer. And not everybody is a great wedding photographer, right? They can be good at their craft. There's different genres of photography. Splurge on a really good wedding photographer or a videographer. And like, that's where I would spend my money. Just having them capture the day and, um, you know, capture it so that you have those memories, um, you know all and you don't have to worry about anything so sheena's right yeah wedding photographer is number one booze is number two food yeah. is number three if you got those three you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a great day you're gonna have the best day it's gonna yeah. kick your the kick your marriage you can totally get by just doing like little like sandwiches and fucking chicken tenders or something yeah dude. everybody's gonna be don't drunk exactly. anyway and, by the time they and I mean, exactly well and nowadays you could just literally have some doordash come deliver pizzas to wherever you are if you if like you if the food ain't hitting you know what i mean you have sandwiches like we need some more dude, dude. Most, get some freaking pizzas delivered or some taco bell or yeah, something like you know i'm kind of i'm one of the higher ups where i work now and like sometimes we gotta go to these like fancy dinners and they're always catered with like the most bland boring food like think if you're at a wedding it's like 30 dollars a head yeah think if, yeah. think if a doordash shows up with like fucking 75 double cheeseburgers from mcdonald's dude you're, everybody's fucking going nuts exactly man. dude yeah you're double fisting those things hey, i'm, I'm gonna yeah. tell a quick story about a wedding we were in this won't last long so we were in this wedding we were taking wedding pictures or whatever in the lobby i could smell the food upstairs i'm fucking starving we get upstairs all the food is gone i was like nah there's no <laughs> way they just did appetizers we literally ordered like 20 Papa John's pizzas to the lobby. Like, yes, there was, and it was better than what you would have gotten at the wedding too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I said, if you got a good photographer, good booze and good food, you're good for a wedding. Everybody else also, will just fit in. I know we're, I know we've went way too long on this topic, but this is what life we're advice good. is all about because we're, we're, we're helping David out here right now. Also, I will say this, make sure you take your couple's photos, your wedding party photos, all that shit before yeah. the wedding and before the reception. Don't worry about not seeing each other till the wedding, because guess what? When your guests are sitting there waiting for you to arrive at the reception, everyone is miserable. Everybody's like, where's the freaking bride and groom like, who can't leave until the bride and groom get here? Like, we got to see. No, do all that stuff beforehand so you can take your yourself straight from the wedding right over to the reception, party with all your guests, live it up. Um, but don't keep them waiting for like two hours while you do all your wedding family and friend photos and all of that. So make sure you get that out of the way. We so were, he had one little stinger on his question. Yeah. One of the interest themes. So me and Sheena, we, we showed up the reception to, uh, <laughs> to Sirius by the Alan Parsons project, which a, a lot of people probably don't know the name of that, but that, that, that tune just from the title, that's but that's the uh, Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls entrance. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. That's the tunnel walk for the Huskers. Fucking relax, bro. <laughs> the Huskers. Yeah, so it's the, uh, the Chicago, the, you know, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, that was their entrance. Ricky Steamboat used that for a song. It's, 
it's lit. Just search Serious by Alan Parsons Project. But if yeah. it's a wrestling theme, I did walk he say it alone. He's the, the, it just when the, the entrance, like, you know, when the when they come through, what, what entrance song should they come into? Dude, you got to go classy, man. Pomp and Circumstance, Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's pretty. Da, 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 da. Yeah. If that, that's if you want to go wedding, or you could always just hit like the NWO if you want to go sleazy. Yeah, I, I kind of like the sleazy vibe too. Depends on what kind of vibe you got. Yeah, if grandma's there, you might want to go with, uh, you know, the Macho I, Man. You know theme. what would be best, man? Hit the Macho Man pomp and circumstance, and if you got a really lit DJ, hit a record scratch, and then drop the NWO. Yeah, you should do that. You should do while your wedding party is walking in. Do the Macho Man theme, and then when you and your wife are about to walk in, the record scratch, and then the NWO theme drops. How about you, Jordan? What are you coming out to, man? I'm coming out to Perfect Friend by Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that made it all the way through me and Jordan's two and a half hour marathon as an episode really got treated with that one, man. We had a few yeah. people reaching out that they got a kick out of that song, which it is a beautiful song. What do you think, Marco? What are oh, you going with? Oh, my God. How do you top that? I mean, there's no way you can actually top that. I think you have to go Ultimate Warrior, right? I knew you were going to say Ultimate sprint, Warrior. Just sprint down the aisle. Yeah, because if the people are waiting, if your guests are waiting for a long time, you want to get that wedding over quick. So no, for just there. down the aisle. Crazy. For real though, yeah. no j- no jokes. I think glorious Robert Rude's NXT song would That'd be a good. great That'd entrance. Be awesome. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah, dude. You know, I hadn't even thought about that, dude. It's it feels like so long ago, man. That would be lit if they brought that back. You know, now the yeah. Triple H is back and stuff. Give us a little uh, Bobby Rude reboot, man. Because yeah. I've always been a big Bobby Rude fan. All right, so that is a wrap for this episode of the Chick Foley Show. Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you on social media. All right, before we get Jordan in the hot seat for oh, trivia, no. you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. All of our links and everything uh, that we support is at chickfoley.com. And reminder, use code chickfoley to save 10% at ringsidecollectibles.com and use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline. So, Jordan is trying to start a new streak where the uh, trivia question is trying to catch my record. I got a preview of this one before we started recording. It's a fucking burner, dude. I I, I didn't know this one, right? And I I, I act like I know everything about wrestling. Sheena hit him with it. All right, Jordan. At WrestleMania 2, the tiny wrestler in Mr. T's corner was... Uh, I'll just go Little Beaver. <laughs> Good he, guess. He was at WrestleMania 3. He was at WrestleMania 3. I'm not going to know this. Good guess, but it is the Haiti Kid is the name of the, the little uh, tiny uh, wrestler in Mr. T's corner. Haiti Kid. Yeah, that was that was damn near impossible. So I'll be back in the spot next week. Uh, this was a blast, man. Jordan Marco, thank you guys. Like I forgot how much fun it was just doing the straight up Chick Foley show, not Pod Warriors, not Open Mic. This this was a really good time. We will be back next week breaking down uh, all three major shows we got going down. Uh, Sheena, leave us with the closing thoughts. Oh crap! Oh, Jesus. Um. <laughs> have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> <laughs>